Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Earlier this morning, Steven Crowder on his program Louder with Crowder released portions of the Nashville Trans Manifesto. It has now been confirmed by local news and the police are furious and they're launching an investigation into how these images leaked. Now, the presumption is it is not the full manifesto. We don't know for sure. We don't know how much was in this, but uh, it looks like the individual in question was motivated by anti-white hatred as well as just generally being unwell. But the hatred of uh, uh, white people seem to be a strong motivating factor from the information that we have so far. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, we got a bunch of other uh, other really big news. Trump testified today and he uh, he apparently roasted the judge and the prosecutor. Or I should say the uh, the attorney for New York calling them uh, frauds or insinuate that may have been his lawyer, actually. But uh, basically breaking down all of his legitimate business practices, they're, they're definitely trying to run him over the coals of this. one. We'll, we'll talk about that. Plus, a new poll has come out. The New York Times is basically saying that if the election is held today. Donald Trump wins handily. He is ahead in five of six swing states needed to win. Now, just a warning to everybody. That doesn't mean you can sit around and do nothing because they want to lull you into a false sense of security. You better go out and vote. So we'll talk about that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com to get the best cup of coffee you've ever had. Pick up our Halloween special edition, Re-Rise with Roberto Jr. It is limited. Once it is gone, it will never exist again. So if you want this fancy art of a chicken leg bursting from the ground like a zombie as we make fun of our dead mascot, then uh, pick it up today. But also you can get everyone's favorite Appalachian Nights and Rise with Roberto Jr. When you buy coffee from Casper.com, you're supporting the show and you're supporting our efforts to build coffee shops all over the place where y'all can hang out in physical reality and make friends and build community. And that's kind of the plan. So our first location is uh, is getting there. It's getting there up in uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia. You don't want to miss out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, go to TimCast.com. Click Join Us to support our work directly and you will get access to the uncensored members only show coming up tonight. And as a member, you can even submit questions and call in. So you don't want to miss out on that. Smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a whole lot more is Chase Geyser. Hey, it's an honor and a pleasure to be with all of you. This is an exciting time. I've been a fan for a long time. I started watching you, Tim, back in 2020 after the election because you were the right only on. guy doing three posts a day with updates on the news. And that's how I got into you. So honored to be here. I work for InfoWars. I'm currently hosting a show in the mornings until Owen Schroyer is back from prison. And I create AI-generated content for them. Right on. Well, thanks for hanging out. We also got Thank Hannah Claire. Hey, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. I'm glad to be back. Ian's here, too. Hi, everybody. Great. Thank you. Ian Crossland, uh, musician, resident artist. I'm also wearing this sweet jacket uh, with a pin from Tom Ellsworth from Valuetainment. What's up, Tom? I know you're out there listening. I love you, man. Thank you for the pin. Surge. And I'm Surge.com. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Here's the big news. This is the first story. It's the biggest story of the day. It's dominated the headlines. Nashville school shooter Audrey Hale's manifesto leaked. Trans murderer vowed to kill privileged white kids at Covenant School. Steven Crowder leaked photos of the manifesto on Twitter and his podcast. Nashville PD has refused to release the information despite media requests. Hale, 28, shot and killed six people, including three young kids. I believe they're all under the age of nine. On March 23rd, she was shot dead by police within 14 minutes of launching the attack. Now, the big story with this uh, release is information about the motivations. 
it would seem that from what we have so far, the motivation was anti-white hatred. There are some reports that the full manifesto, the full notebook is actually, it actually contains way more. And some people are saying actually the full thing shows this individual hated everybody. But if that were true, they would need to release this to the public. And I don't know that's going to happen, but perhaps for whatever reason, this got leaked. It was to try and force the release of the rest of it, which I kind of don't know if that makes sense because whoever leaked it could have just leaked the rest. We don't know exactly why only these select pages were released. And I got to be honest, I'm also not convinced there is any more. That may be an excuse where someone's trying to downplay what this individual uh, had actually been motivated by. We have this from the Post Millennial. Local media outlet confirms Nashville trans school shooters anti-white manifesto pages are authentic. And then we have, of course, an investigation is currently underway after release of alleged covenant shooters writings, Nashville mayor says. So it's confirmed now. I believe we have multiple reporters confirming this, that uh, the individual was motivated by anti-white hatred. And now all of a sudden we're starting to see these videos pop up. People are basically, and they've been doing this for a while, but they're pulling, uh, they're, they're, they're making montages of all of the insane college professor and university, university rhetoric around violence targeting white people. Mm. And there was one that I saw on Twitter that's so shocking and insane. It's no wonder people are being radicalized by this. People are also calling out Joe Biden, who has made numerous speeches about the problems and dangers of white supremacy. Now, you can, you can certainly argue that people are allowed to criticize and condemn white supremacy. Of course they are. But when these universities and media outlets claim that simply having a family is white supremacy, you can see how this starts, the rhetoric starts getting crazy. Now, I guess the questions are, was the FBI and, the, and, and were the police withholding this intentionally because of what it contained or is, is something else going on? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, there's a line in particular from from the, one of the photograph pages that says, uh, you know, I, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I'm excited. Uh, I almost got caught. And I believe it's, they say, the summer of 2021. Mm -hmm. And so we we have to wonder who, why, why does this person feel that way? There was reporting that Audrey Hale had been, uh, you know, under her parents' care to a, a certain level, that there were uh, emotional and psychological issues already known to at least her family. Um, but this, to me, implies m something bigger than just, you know, people were concerned mm -hmm. about my behavior. Which I implies that there's more to the writings than just the three pages. I mean, if she'd been planning this thing for a couple of years or had issues for a couple of years, and she mm -hmm. wrote about how excited for the past two weeks that she's been. Mm -hmm. Right. So I bet she was writing every day for the two weeks doing and, her sort well, of And, and there's, uh, there, there's also a report, there may be a 14-minute video. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Audrey Hale also reached out to people right before. I'm sorry, 10 minute video. I got wrong. wrong That's okay. Uh, you know, if that is okay. I, I approve. Um, it's okay. I, I forgive your four minute lapse. Uh, no, the <laughs> thing is, if there had been a, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a video. I mean, especially with younger millennial attackers, they're more versed in social media now than sure. ever. And so it makes sense that that would be the case. I know Audrey Hill was contacting people through Instagram right before going into the school. I mean, this person was um, reaching out and also being extremely destructive to their fellow human beings. One of the pages, <clears throat> if I'm remembering correctly, was dated, I think, February of 2023. Mm -hmm. And so we know that this, you know, manifesto diary, whatever you want to call it, has been documenting a developing uh, right. motivational pattern. I, I don't think this was, with, this was withheld because it was implicating the left in their radical rhetoric. I think when you look at this, you see two things. As you mentioned, the, the, the shooter said, I almost got caught mm -hmm. and also says, I'm going to be checking security. What does this tell us? The police state 
The centralized policing authority will not be there to protect you from these circumstances. And in fact, there was a, 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 a actually a, this was posted on Twitter in a community notes. There is a study done in 2022 that found 34.4% of mass shootings were stopped by a person who is legally armed. Mm -hmm. And when you remove gun-free zones from that metric, it mm -hmm. increases to 51% of mass shootings stopped by individuals who are legally armed. And I think the problem here is with this manifesto, what you see is, I think we got to be careful about the anti-white propaganda angle to this, which is important. I'm not saying it's not. We should definitely call out the, the weird, creepy, racist, leftist, whatever, but also consider this is hugely damaging to the narrative of gun-free zones to local politicians. If the narrative came out that gun-free zones, and, and, and this is true, everyone knows this, that gun-free zones are creating risk, but it was like the headline story manifesto reveals lack of security, gun-free zones, and lack of FBI integrity right. resulted in this happening. You're going to have people going to their politicians and be like, why did you do this? So when you look at how the FBI has... You know, what's the, what's the fame? What's the, what's the meme now was known to the FBI. They say, in every, you know, it's the, they do the Bart meme where it's like, say the line Bart. And he's like, the shooter was known to the FBI. <laughs> right, right. Every, always on a list. Every time there's always an opportunity. But what happens is you get gun control activists coming out and saying, aha, we must blame the guns, which is a complete distraction. I don't think it is always about gun control. I think it is about, uh oh, people are going to get mad at us because we're the ones who, who created this system and made it this way. Right now, what you've got happening is Democrats arguing that we should have politicians do a thing when in reality it's de it's it's politicians mainly democrats doing the thing which resulted in the crisis in the first place and they don't want anyone to realize that yeah i, I think that's right i think the other aspect that's jumped out of me was that there's uh, a very serious anti-elitist uh, messaging throughout this there's a specific line where hale writes you know those kids are awful at their private school with their parents' expensive cars or whatever mm -hmm. it is, you know. And from what I know, reporting I saw from local outlets said that Hale had attended this school. And so this behavior is bizarre in a lot of fronts. And I think now it's just a rush to spin it as fast as possible. Uh, I think that's why the anti-gun narrative is going to be so easily introduced here. But it's also important to acknowledge that this person was deeply psychologically disturbed. And if people knew this, FBI, local law enforcement, whatever, they failed the community around them. It's weird to me that the manifesto hadn't been digitized by the perpetrator. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Because so often when we see events like this, 
part of the motive is to get it out as fast yep. as possible. But obviously, it had never been digitized because there's spelling errors and stuff in it. I mean, this is something that was like not on the internet at all, I don't think, and was just written for personal use. So I wonder what Hale was thinking to seeking to accomplish by writing this down. Well, I'll tell you what the scary thing I think is uh, when we talk about civil conflict in the United States, I often mention that I view the right as what I would call like the acute threat, whereas uh, the left is the blunt or obtuse threat. Mm. The what chronic a, threat, you could say. Well, it's not so That's much chronic. That's how works, acute and it's, chronic. It's, 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 not, it's not chronic. It is blunt versus uh, oh, pointed and sharp. Mm. Piercing you, versus bludgeoning. Right. Um, acute meaning it's extreme and it hits you hard, whereas blunt is, it. you know, the, the left you get hundreds of thousands of far left extremists. They go around punching and threatening people. None of these rise to a national level news story, but it's happening all the time to the point where you're getting shoplifting, you're getting you're getting these protests and occupations and they bubble up sometimes and, and make the news. But it's never the most shocking story with the right. You get some deranged lunatic going into a church. I shouldn't mm -hmm. say the right, but what they what they would say right. is uh, the, the right. What I should say is anti left or um, anti government whatever you want to call it. And then as for the for the left, I think we're speaking in, in, in generalities. We should probably, I, I don't know if the, the simplification of left and right is, is helping for anybody because this person's clearly not a leftist. You know what I mean? They're, they're not they're not a communist. Well, they, they probably are deeply influenced by it. But anyway, my point is this. What 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 is typically stated by the by the right, uh, by the media as the right? It's like rarely and, it, and one guy, a lone wolf, does some crazy thing, killing right. a lot of people makes international headlines and everyone says we must stop the right they're so dangerous and it's bad it's seriously bad and doesn't need to be stopped however we can on the left you have the Chaz chop protest you have the autonomous zone in minneapolis you have the summer of love protests you have the 529 insurrection all of these things result in severe injuries and sometimes death but what ends up happening in the summer of love you have mass riots across the entire country 30 people die but you don't have one person killing 30 people Right. So the media doesn't treat the story like a mass death incident, even though it was. Mm -hmm. And because of that. So what's scary to me is what we're now seeing is more left ideologically aligned individuals engaging in what I would describe as acute terror mm. and, 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 and violence and extremism. And when you combine the so when you take a, le a left ideological bent like this, ramp the extremism up to 11, combine it with the fact that there's hundreds of thousands of people uh, of these people. And they have already engaged in mass death incidents. It's like that's starting to get much, much scarier. The yeah. right, the right doesn't protest. They do, they barely ever go and, out. You and don't march. see a lot of left left wingers walking around with ARs or assault assault weapons. You so do. Much. I mean, now you do at some of these protests, but this is sort of like a new development. In 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 uh, Seattle over the past uh, probably seven years, leftists like the John Brown Gun Club yeah. and the Red Guard or whatever they call themselves, they march around with AR-15s and they've even been pointing them at vehicles and controlling traffic. We saw that happen in Austin with that guy that went to prison for defending right. himself when it happened to him. And so what we're starting to see over the past few years is the left has this ubiquitous fervor where they go out and smash things and destroy things. And now they're adding to their to their uh, to their ranks, serious violent extremists mm -hmm. who are engaging in. I mean, this was earlier earlier in the year. And the right still doesn't have, on average, any of the low-level terror, doesn't even have that much high-level terror. I think the reality is what, what is described as the right probably is just regular people. And what is described as the left is an activist base. It's, it's also this person, Audrey Hale, is like uh, on some sort of pharmaceutical. Is this confirmed? I mean, are, a lot of these mass shooters are on some sort of SSRI or, or pharmaceutical. 
I'd be willing I read to the story, bet. but I think that there was there yeah. was a therapist at one point, wasn't there? I can't I mean, remember. I don't know for sure, but I think it's a, a logical assumption, especially because SSRIs are widely prescribed. What's deadlier, an AR-15 or an SSRI? It's well, that's not a real. I, there's no real. The pen metric, is mightier than the right? sword. They say that. That's been quoted long. You know, the pill is mightier than the gun. Warp the mind, and then the, the depends guns. on. Uh, I would. I, I would, you, you know, you could theoretically argue that. It is unfair to call an AR-15 deadly in any respect. Right. Well, because, I would say that a gun is more is more likely to help you commit suicide, and an SR, SSRI is more likely to help you kill a bunch of people before you commit suicide. Well, so the issue is SSRIs could result in complete generational collapse. If you have mind-altering drugs being mass-produced and mass-prescribed, it could actually destroy the fabric of, of a nation, whereas a, a rifle which is a which is a a, a weapon it's, it's an object intended to to be destructive could actually help protect and defend a nation or destroy a nation so it's actually kind of neutral in that regard right. uh either way you can say it's deadly that's the intent of it but if the goal of the ar is to uh, actually stabilize that is to say uh, uh what do they say uh, uh, an armed society is a polite society mm -hmm. you may actually have weapons but everyone's like you must respect other people because they're armed and you don't want to start a fight and that actually simmers things down Whereas mind-altering drugs can actually just make everything go nuclear, you know, within a few years. Yeah, especially because you don't know how people will react to them. I mean, some people can take SSRIs for a long time and see minimal side effects. Other people uh, become more unstable because of them. It's impossible to say, and that's the gamble we take in a ph right. pharmacologically dependent society. And but that's, all, that's, all the unstable people are likely to be more likely to be prescribed them too. So exactly. that you're nuts before you get on it. And then there's this correlation that isn't causation. Exactly. I think that's a really good point. Actually, a lot of people are like, aha, this person was on medication. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to stop them. <laughs> right. Like, maybe they were like, Hey, maybe this is, you know, that's the thing that we, I mean, it's very, very hard to tell how people react to medications. It's not that there's never a case for them. Some people legitimately need them. It's just, it's a trial and error. They just give you pills and see if it works. And if they don't, we try and adjust. I mean, that's but, unfortunately how this works. I think it's actually a really good point. The argument that, aha, the person was on SSRIs, it's the, it's the medication, it's, is similar to the liberal argument where they're like, aha, they had a gun, it's, it's the gun, yeah, right? right And there are a lot of people, I think there's probably tens <laughs> of people. was vaccinated and boosted. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay. you, could, you could isolate anything. We figured it out now. <laughs> probably, probably a fair point to say there are a lot of people who are taking SSRIs who are not doing this. You know, I yeah, hope. Of course there are. I mean, they're so widely prescribed right. and we don't have like, this doesn't happen all the time. I mean, this is tragic. And part of what's what's shocking about this is because it's uh, it's so unusual, right? She's she's a female killer. Perhaps she doesn't think of herself that way. Uh, but a female killer who attacks somewhere that they have ties to. I mean, this is unusual for both for female attackers and for school shootings. I feel like there's more of an anonymous component a lot of times when you get mass shooters. Like some sort of endocrine disruption or something. <clears throat> or oh. just generally, like this is someone who is behaving in a way that we don't see. I mean, statistically, mass shooters are male. And I guess right. I depends on how you classify this person. I hope right. let's, this let's refocuses the conversation to the dangers of racial supremacy and not white supremacy or black supremacy or Jewish supremacy or Islamic, like Arab supremacy. It's about racial supremacy and how horrible it is to think of that and to focus on that and to live in that state of mind where you think one race is trying to be superior over like just don't don't be a racist well, you can actually extrapolate that further and just say the real issue is any ideology that would propose extremist solutions to their perceived problems 
And so for this individual, how do you define extremists, though? I mean, someone willing to kill a bunch of people okay. to impose their political will. That makes sense. Now, to be fair, people, <laughs> I, I, I think I, but they throw it around a lot. Like but if you're against abortion, you're an can, extremist. You know, I like, can already hear the leftists going, oh, so what you're saying, the U.S. government's extremists? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I am. <laughs> yeah. When when they're when they're blowing up kids overseas to enact their goals and the American people overwhelmingly say no every single time they're asked and consistently vote for the politician who's like no war. That being said, Nikki Haley seems to be doing well in the polls to a certain degree. But most Americans, the overwhelming majority, are like, hey, we don't want to waste money on war. So, yes, there are extremists in our government willing to kill people to get what they want. But let's jump to this story. This next story, we have a tweet from Steven Crowder. Facebook is now censoring the Nashville Manifesto. This is what we saw almost immediately after the story broke. This is what the news, uh, uh, this is what big tech companies do. Many news media outlets, they didn't want to cover the story Social media companies don't want to uh, get into any kind of debate, and this is a serious problem. We now know, based on local reporting and statements from, from local politicians, the leaks from Steven Crowder are real, and at the time, Facebook was taking them down. Google had their stupid alert when you searched for it saying, the results are changing rapidly. Here are some other stories instead, which is what they do when they don't want you to read these stories. Here's what happens. Big tech companies basically say, if it doesn't come from the New York Times, we will not allow it. If, however, you get 5,000 local outlets reporting it, then there's nothing they can do to stop it. But they tried to stop it. Mm -hmm. And so, fortunately, I guess local news outlets immediately jumped on the story, broke through, and the story made it out. I think one of the biggest fears that Facebook and YouTube and uh, uh, many of these other platforms, not Rumble, not X, for instance, their fear, Steven Crowder just set the news cycle. Mm -hmm. Right. And and the New York Times is going to try to avoid it. They're going to be like, no, 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 no. Don't pick up his story. We're the ones who decide what people are talking about. But they've been losing that position. Stephen Crowder uh, was questioned by these news outlets. How do you know it's real? And we stand by our reporting. And it is a political comedian on YouTube who broke the biggest story today. Because of people in their network. I mean, from what I understood from what he was saying during his live stream, it was someone involved in Mug Club who was like, I have a contact. I know a way to get this. And they were able to verify through that. That's pretty impressive, right? I mean, this is true. All journalists rely on their readers for tips. This is super normal. But it is interesting that he has built such a relationship that someone would be willing to potentially take, and I don't know where, who the source was, like a professional risk to get them this information. Yeah. That that shows a lot of confidence in Stephen Crowder. It's citizen journalism. And it's so, not citizen journalism. Well, but it, the citizen applied, gave the, the journalism to Crowder to amplify the message. That's an aspect of like That's, modern so, citizen so journalism. So this is, I, 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 the, the idea that this is citizen journalism was created to discredit people like Stephen Crowder. Mm -hmm. I know this because I was, I, was, I was at these conventions, I was at these conferences, and I was speaking at these events, and they kept saying, you're just a citizen journalist. And I said, no, citizen journalism is a guy walking his dog. And then all of a sudden he sees a plane in the sky on fire. So he pulls out his phone and films and it crashes and he goes, whoa. And then he tweets a video. Mm -hmm. I guess there's no way to know who it was that, that delivered that message. Didn't they but didn't is, give it to Fox. But, this, but, but that's meaningless. The New York Times has sources all day, every day. Someone in law enforcement releases information. The New York Times publishes it. Steven Crowder is no different from the New York Times. Granted, he is a comedian on YouTube, but his news apparatus that got this information and published it is the same as WikiLeaks uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, system, the same as New York Times' system. You have someone who liaises with a source. The source provides information. The information is vetted and then reported. I just think it's cool that this is something he has built, right? When he was posting videos initially on YouTube, 
I'm sure he did not expect to be in the position he is today, which is that he decided what the news was going to be out. I mean, he came out with this on a Monday for a reason. This is going to lead the news cycle, at least for the next couple of days, probably through the end of the week. It, it, and it this may actually force the release of the full full manifesto, which is probably the only way we would have gotten it out. So the one of the ideas that's being put out on, on, on X on social media is that these are select pages. And that in reality, while everyone's highlighting the anti-white sentiment that seems to have motivated the shooter, there's way more in there. And this person hates everybody and uses slurs for everybody. But the selective page, the selective release right. would, would make it seem like it was one-sided. Yeah, I mean, I think that's reasonable. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's, you know, not that I want to make predictions about such a dark document, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a consistent anti-white theme because I think... As far as I can tell, Audrey Hale was white. And I think a lot of people who are raised in uh, or who are coming up in progressive spheres are trained to hate themselves, especially if they're well, white. Well, if you look at what was said in it, the 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 perpetrator says things like private schools and fancy khakis. And she attended it, that school. It was very Marxist-esque. It was very right. oppressor versus oppressed. Exactly. So she was taking this back to the oppressors and she was going to get the justice and she hoped she had a high kill count. She said things like that in the that's document. Right. And it, th- it's, that's where the mark, like I, I posted about something critical about public schools the other day about how they're teaching Marxism to our kids. And somebody commented and said, they don't teach Marxism at public schools. I'm like, you don't explicitly have to give out a book by Marx to be teaching Marxism. It's this idea of this oppressor versus this oppressed thing, this critical theory thing. And when you just ram that down people's heads, you end up like militarizing and radicalizing an entire generation. Yeah, they indoctrinate people with Marxism. Right. They don't, unfortunately, as far as I know, actually teach the right. theories of Marxism enough. They should probably teach that more so that if, you can realize if you were being indoctrinated. No, no teaching they, in public school. If they taught... <laughs> actual Marxist theory, along with history of Marxism, the children would be crying by the end of the day and say, why would anyone ever do such a thing? Those poor people, the hundred, hundred million who are 1958, who, who 1962, died. great leap forward. Hundred it's million. just, it's so easy More to be like, too. we're yes. all in yep. this together. Let's go all of us. And then once the revolution yeah. happens, it's Marxism like, killed now, who's in charge between 1958 and 1962 than white supremacism did between 1619 and 2019. Yeah. How many years. people did it in from four uh, years? Estimates of 100 million during the in Great Leap yeah. Forward. Four years? During the Great Leap Forward in China, they starved. Was, no, I don't think it was 100 million in four years. That, those are the high estimates. 100 million? Yes. 1958, 1962. Look up the Great Leap Forward on Wikipedia. I believe estimates go as high as 100 million. There are lower ones that are in like the 50, 60 range. Room is filled with rapid typing. Yeah. 30, 30 and 45. 30 and 45 Yeah, million? 100 is the total deaths of communism, I'm pretty sure. Mm, yeah. I don't know. You got to grab the mic, brother. Give it to me, Serge. What's the word? Well, we can't. No, we can't hear you. No one else can either. Yeah, yeah. Just in the hundred million is over the entire period of commun- of communist China, yeah. not necessarily from like. The but, no, 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 no. The hun- it, it's not. No, that's all communism. Oh, okay. Well, I believe yeah. that there is a study that estimates that hundred million Chinese died specifically from the Great Leap Forward, but it might not be the most widely accepted study. But I'm almost positive that on the Wikipedia page for the Great Leap Forward, hundred million. I think the Wikipedia says fifty-five is the high end and Although fifteen is the low. It is Wikipedia. Yeah. We don't take it with right. a grain of salt. But yeah, I believe you. I mean, I think this is one of those things where why would they? Well, it's not that bad if it's only fifty million. Jeez, fifty million people. <laughs> no, I think you're it's still way still more there. than the Holocaust. It's like ten times more. And this is like the Great Leap Forward. I mean, I can try and explain it. It's when he took like a bunch of the the teachers and things, and then he sent them out to the farms and was like, "We gotta." What? Yeah, he wanted no. It's the other way around. He wanted to industrialize the the nation of China to make it a factory based sort of exporter, and so he took all the agricultural people and put them in the cities, so nobody was working the farms. Then everybody that was in, responsible for the districts of the farms was too scared to report to their higher ups. They weren't meeting quotas on harvest, 
because China's, you know, communism, you're scared to tell your boss you're not meeting numbers. And so they didn't realize that there was like a mass shortage of food until it was too late and everybody starved over like four years. That's why I, I always feel like you can't trust any numbers that come out of China because number one, why would they report anything accurately to the outside world anyways? And also why would they internally report accurately? There's no, there's yeah. no benefit for them. You know, but why would the US? Yeah, oh. I, t I tweeted this out over the weekend. TikTok may be Chinese communist propaganda, but Facebook and YouTube are American communist yeah, propaganda. Yeah, that was what the fourth estate was all to, about. Shout out to Elon Musk we were for supposed to, liberating yeah. X and to Chris Pavlovsky for making rumble. And for lifting up the fourth pillar. That's what these guys are doing. It's supposed to be a fourth branch of government. It's not really, but it's the fourth estate. It's journalism. It's the journalists that keep the politicians to task, that cover the government and make sure it's honest. And that, unfortunately, the fascism involved with the digitalization of our news media has been way too easy for the government to corrupt. So I'm, I'm happy to see organizations like Minds, Rumble, and X holding the truth. Like like uh, Rumble, they tweeted out, on X, we're holding the line about Crowder's post. They're not yep. going to block it like mm -hmm. this, like this Facebook did. Yeah, yeah, shout out. It all started with Cambridge Analytica. After they blamed the election of Donald Trump in 2016 on social media, all of a sudden, all of the big tech companies got really scared and really ramped up their censorship because I think that there was this either explicit or un like unstated threat. They felt like the government was going to come in and split them up if what, they didn't do something. What was the Cambridge scandal? I don't I don't think it was that. You don't think I, so? I think it was that they were just... Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Once again, trying to manipulate and control the system. For sure. Yeah, so Cambridge Analytica had access to, what was it, like 40 million There's a users. bunch of data that was allegedly used to win the election for Trump. And it's and I think it's complete nonsense. The mm -hmm. idea was that this uh, company, Cambridge Analytica and uh, SEL Group, had access to user data, which they used to target voters. And the reason why you know that's stupid and nonsensical is that uh, we've talked to Dr. Robert Epstein, who's mm -hmm. pointed out that Google, I, I love this. We can simplify the algorithm manipulation electoral argument with a very, very simple statement. Facebook sends reminders to Democrats on Election Day and not to Republicans. That's the only thing they need to do to steal an election. Do they still do that? So according to Dr. Epstein, who appeared on The Culture War two weeks ago, when they were tra uh, tracking their user, their like 10,000 plus user group for uh, studying their, their social media experiences, they found that 59% of Republicans received a reminder, but 100% of Democrats received a reminder. Ooh, that sounds like that should be illegal. Yes. And when it's Ted donation Cruz- Donation in kind. Absolutely. And when Ted Cruz wrote a letter saying what you are doing, you know, we have questions about this. He said they saw instantly Google turned the bias system off in Georgia. So that means that the implication is Google is intentionally manipulating mm -hmm. elections.
Oh, man, I made a video in 2007. I was like, vote Barack Obama. You're going to win the election. Vote for Barack Obama, everyone. Barack, you're the next president. And I was like, manip I felt like I was manipulating the election. I mean, in a way, I was like, it's your the, fault, man. The Google, they actually <laughs> featured that video and put it on the front page of the news and politics section. Talk about interfering like it not in, it was not illegal, but it was just mass manipulation of vote for my guy. Right. When they when they pushed your video. Well, mm -hmm. and probably thing. because there's not an equal representation. Right. It's it's whoever is willing to support Obama can be on the front page, but anyone else does not get to be on the trending it, page, does not get to exist at all. It was total political bias. Both me and the guy that featured me wanted Obama to See, win. I feel like yours isn't manipulative. Like if you really feel like they should vote for Obama, you have a platform. You can say that. Right. It's different when YouTube decides certain videos get to make it to the front page, certain videos get to be boosted by the algorithm, and it's not equally applied, right? I mean, we know this through our own experiences. I mean, you're on YouTube. There are certain videos that you know are performing well that do not make it to the pages or lists that they should because YouTube is intentionally diverting them elsewhere. And Sorry, it's not always in the best interest of the business either. Like, when they censor people like Alex Jones from YouTube, that was, t we're talking like hundreds of millions of views consistently and so it seems to me like almost a betrayal of the shareholders of the company when you're bringing people off the platform just for political motives. I wonder if there's a lawsuit avenue there because there's a duty to do to honor what you sh what's in the best interest of the shareholders. So the fact that there's a political motivation that seems to transcend the monetary motivation seems to me to imply that there's this Twitter files thing going on, but with all these other platforms where there's just intelligence community well, operatives just kind of. Pushing but we there. do know that uh, Nancy Pelosi is uh, net worth. Her and her husband is around $200 million. So it's uh, the political is monetary. Yeah. The political motivation. Uh, and and let me just say what a strange and unfortunate coincidence that the uh, Clinton Global Initiative or the Clinton Foundation, I believe, their uh, their contributions dried up shortly after Hillary Clinton lost the election. Mm -hmm. Just what a coincidence. They just restarted it too, didn't they? The Clinton Foundation for, yeah, for, like, for to rebuild uh, Ukraine. <laughs> that's what they said. So well, the, the general idea along. is this. The idea was that the expectation with Hillary becoming president Everybody's donating money to her foundation, which is a laundering, I guess. And then the idea is if she becomes president, then those favors get paid back. They purchased something, but she lost. And this is what I really, really love. I just want to shout out that 2016 was, you know, the, that election. Oh, boy. I remember that night. Oh, so well, all the Trump, all the all the Trump support. Well, I'm sorry. I was at the Sputnik office with Cassandra Fairbanks and um, Cassandra McDonald. Sorry. And uh she was the only Trump supporter there. Everyone else was upset. People were crying and she was laughing, crying. And it was funny. But what was really funny about it was that the establishment machine of money churn and, and revolving doors was just shattered in an instant. And the panic was absolutely hilarious for the D.C. elites who owed millions of dollars to foreign donors and lobbyists that they weren't going to be able to, to uh, pay back. Now you have Matt Gates doing the same thing to Kevin McCarthy. And all of that money put into him becoming speaker was just ripped away from him. And he ain't going to be able to pay it back. I just love watching the machine get ripped to shreds. Yeah. It, anyway. It, it kind of must the purpose of the United good. States. Oh, sorry. What do you mean? That, this, whole, this whole United States revolution away from the, the machine of the British Empire. I mean, the whole point is ripping that thing to shreds and creating a new system that's way better. American republicanism. That was the, whole, the whole ethos of the United States was to rip the machine to shreds. Right. That machine that was stomping on the neck of George Washington and his buddies. So we do have another massive breaking story. In fact, it is so breaking. It is a Twitter thread that has not yet been written up. But this is the censorship industrial complex report being released by the GOP. Rep. Jim Jordan says, bombshell report. Hundreds of secret ports show how DHS, CISA, 
the GEC, State Department, Stanford, and others worked together to censor Americans before the 2020 election, including true information, jokes, and opinions. The federal government disinformation experts at universities, big tech, and others, and others worked together through the Election Integrity Partnership to monitor and censor American speech. Let me just pause right there. I'll give you a personal example. That uh, Election Integrity Project or whatever it's called claimed that I, Tim Pool, was one of the largest spreaders, super spreaders of election misinformation. You're a super spreader? Crazy. Now, here's the thing. That actually was shocking to me because I have, since the election maintained, Trump lost to Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Often saying that the, the issue was ballot harvesting and things that they, they put up the Time Magazine article. So why would they claim I was spreading misinformation when you've got all... It's because they want to attack influence. Right. And so long as I was reporting on, say, Texas v. Pennsylvania or instances that needed to be adjudicated, it wasn't that I was spreading misinformation. All of my sources, NewsGuard certified. It was that they could not allow there to be a narrative that there were questions that needed to be answered by courts. So they lie, claim I spread misinformation, don't say what misinformation that is, therefore it makes it impossible to sue them. And when the media reports it, you can't sue the media for, for reporting what a university said. But let's read more. Jim Jordan says, according to one EIP member, it was created at the request of CISA. The head of the EIP also stated that EIP was, it was created after working on some monitoring ideas with CISA. EIP stakeholders, including the federal government, would submit misinformation reports. The EIP would analyze the report and find similar content across platforms. It would then submit the report to big tech, often with a recommendation on how to censor. Ladies and gentlemen, what we are seeing, what we have long speculated and, and gotten various reports hinting at or confirming portions of, is now the overt and direct GOP government congressional confirmation, the U.S. government intelligence agencies were using third parties through universities to censor people who supported Donald Trump. Yeah, and they use the word stakeholders, too, which just immediately makes me think of Klaus Schwab, who's like, the future isn't stockholders, it's stakeholders. It's like the whole Great Reset narrative is just either intentionally or accidentally seeping into even the writing. How, where do they use stakeholder in reference to what? The Great Reset. He's like, the future, the, the Industrial Fourth Revolution is. Uh, wow. when, he, when he quoted it, he quoted it in the thread somewhere where he said the word stakeholders. And, uh, something like we the can U.S. See, government uh, stakeholders. They targeted politicians. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Governor Mike Babylon Huckabee. Bees on there. Yeah, uh, Candace Owens, Jack Posobiec, Charlie Kirk, Benny Johnson, Tom Fitton. Yeah, I was Babylon when I'm not on these lists. I know, you know, <laughs> they they put it in my Wikipedia page that I'm a super spreader based on the EAP, and J Jim Jordan didn't even give me an honorable mention. Come on, Jim, we got to bring him on the show. Yeah. I met him, I met him once. Got to pay for minutes. his. No, they also Jim. say uh, Michelle Malkin, Dave Rubin, James O'Keefe. It's absolutely, absolutely insane. But who Here's isn't on the list is even more telling. Right. Here's some examples. Here's one. It's a, a tweet from Newt Gingrich saying Pennsylvania Democrats are method, method, uh, met, method, methodologically, method, methodically, methodically. methodically. <laughs> Why can't I say that word? Changing the rules because I want to say methodologically, yeah, but then one. I keep going back and it's too complicated. methodically changing the rules so they can steal an election. It is amazing, open, dishonest, ruthless and will. I can't read what it says. Unless the state is flooded with law And that was before the election, too. So he's not even making a false claim about how the who won the election. He's and it's an, <laughs> it's an opinion. It's an opinion. No they, opinions they for censored it. I mean, that's the thing, though. They will pick all kinds of people that they don't want talking at the same time. Here's a joke I, they removed. No no comedy either, wow. you know? He said, Mike Huckabee said, stood in the rain for an uh, hour to early vote today. When I got home, I filled in my stack of mail-in ballots and then voted the ballots of my deceased parents and grandparents, they vote just like me. <laughs> He's making a joke. That's absolutely but amazing. But no, he really did that. 
Who did we miss? Did you have a social media post that was targeted by the EIP? It's clear why Stanford tried uh, tried only produce these after the judiciary GOP and weaponization threatened contempt. Um, yes, I will absolutely be reaching out to my representatives about um, how I can assist for if there is any action being taken based on the people who are named. Uh, I absolutely will throw my name Let's in. Let's get Jim Jordan on the show. Cassandra, make it happen. I love that guy personally, and I think this is very prescient. Absolutely. But also, I what mean, happens? This is, That's it, my thing. Like, I, I think this is great information to come out, and then and then what? That's what I worry about with all of these. Th we had an investigation. We uncovered this stuff. Anyways, now that we've told you, that's the end of it. Well, anyway. now what you do is you build censorship-resistant systems, protocols, things like Noster, Noster, however you want to pronounce it. Um, I was actually did an interview with Bill Ottman today, CEO and founder of Minds, talking about censorship resistance and things like that. Briar, mesh networking, things. Things that can't be censored. You can you can always censor them locally. Like you can blacklist them from a, appearing on your part of the of the network, but you can't make it go away. Well, the crazy thing too is, is just like we were talking about earlier. A lot of the stuff that's coming out now is stuff that was already publicly known. Like if you did a little bit of research years ago, you could find details about the Hunter Biden laptop. What was on it? There's BidenLaptopEmails.com where you can search based on keyword and find stuff. Like the public was able to access the information that while Joe Biden was vice president, $23.7 million went to MetaBiota and Rosemont Seneca Partners was invested in MetaBiota, so those returns would have gone back to Joe Biden's pocket. And so that information's always already been public for years, and now we're just seeing these committees just admit that it's real, admit that the laptop's real, admit that this evidence is real. I think that it's it's just telling how screwed up our system is when it's not about whether or not people have access to the truth, but it's about who admits the truth is true. In March of 2021, EIP put out a, a, a report that that uh, a report by uh, the Guardian reported on it saying 15 of the top 25, 21 offenders were verified, including Eric Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., James O'Keefe, Tim Poole, Elijah Riot and Sidney Powell. All 21 of the top accounts for misinformation leaned right wing. The study showed uh, I uh, never put out misinformation. And that's why. And everyone knows this. All of my sources always are certified by NewsGuard. I think NewsGuard is biased. I think they have they they have posted incredibly wrong information about TimCast.com. They've they did this dirty trick where they claimed that they emailed us and because we didn't respond, they downgraded us again, even <sighs> though we checked they didn't. How are you right wing though? I don't think of you as like a right winger. Well, it's it's lies. But here's my point: if I'm going to use their standard for what's true, and they call me misinformation, that's exactly the point. Mm. So there was um. A really interesting story pertaining to COVID and lab leak where they wrote, I think they wrote it in our, uh, uh, NewsGuard wrote it in our report or someone else's. I could be, I can't remember which one. And they said that this is, in, yeah, I think it was ours. They said it is incorrect. The, uh, it was something about like Ukraine labs or something like that. It's not true. This was never revealed. And then I showed them the New York Post and the Daily Mail NewsGuard certified sources confirming what they claimed was false. I said, now hold on. You say this story about COVID lab leak is false, but you certified Daily Mail and the New York Post as factual, and they claim, both of these, that it's true. So who do I trust? The random employee telling me I'm wrong or your own certified news sources? Right. And they were like, oops. If Stanford is going to come out and accuse me of wrongdoing despite that, it shows you that it's political, it is fake, and they are simply trying to steal an election. Yeah. I mean, not for the student loan crisis, but all universities are basically dependent on federal funding and so that means that they are 
they they are an arm of the federal government to a certain extent. Yeah. They want to make the federal government happy, and so they'll play ball with them in whatever way possible. I mean, the relationship is obvious, and yet we pretended like this wasn't going to happen. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, what, what did you say about the student loan crisis that they oh, they're buying I just mean, people like, off by paying a yeah? Paying I mean, if you're a college, right, and you know that you can charge whatever you want mm-hmm. as long as you make the person take out student loans, which are guaranteed by the federal government because you can't declare bankruptcy on them and they will give them to whoever they think needs them. Oh, uh, then you, then do you are federal getting federal bidding. money mm-hmm. under this idea of like, oh, we're bringing in students. But Not then, to mention the direct funding that they just give to. Yeah. So you're ineligible for your funding as a university if you don't enforce our Title IX regulations, which don't allow the the defendant to face his victim if he's accused of sexual assault on campus and things like that. So you see these kids getting kicked out of college and stuff for false accusations <laughs> of sexual assault. It's not even a criminal court. It's just a college court that has to do what Title IX says. Otherwise, they're not eligible for federal funding for their for the university. So you see a lot of atrocities happen on college campuses related to the fact that they're so vulnerable and so dependent on the federal government's funding. I think we have the same problem at the state level. Like we wouldn't see a civil war from a state unless things got way more extreme than they even got in 1862, in my opinion, because all the states are so financially dependent on federal aid for things like roads and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It's like we, they give us so much money, we would never rebel against them because all of a sudden that's cut off at a state level. It'd have to be the people that would stand up. Not It's never going to be a state government. You know, I have to wonder with the, with this, the release of this report coming from official government sources, that has to grant every single one of us standing in a lawsuit against the government and some kind of restitution for this. I mean, they were attacking our our businesses. Mm-hmm. They were attacking our character and they were lying. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially in this this business, your credibility credibility is extremely important. And for them to say you're you're a super spreader of misinformation based on what nothing from Stanford University, I, that's a direct attack on your livelihood. Uh, but again, I stand by as as important as I think this report is. I think it's good, even if we all kind of knew this was happening anyways, to get the truth out there. What are the consequences that anyone involved in this faces? Realistically, what can we expect going forward? Well, the, one of the things I was thinking is that we no longer have public colleges and make them all private and not allowed to take government money. Hell yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, about. we should stop giving out stu- no student, more student loans. loans. That makes yeah. Yeah. But that's because that made college ev- expensive too. All the student loans. It's like, oh, there's this right, big customer you, that just came to town. You can charge whatever you want. Also, we are, Joe Biden is on the campaign trail saying, I'm going to forgive student loan debt. Um, Or you could just start giving out, stop giving out student loans. Right. Right. This broken system that put hundreds of uh, millions of Americans into debt we are just continuing to say we're going to do, even though on the other hand, we're saying we're going to forgive student loans. It doesn't make any sense. If the system is broken, stop doing it. How integrated is the student loan? Uh, what is it? Fannie Mae? Freddie? Are those the people? like a FAFSA application, right? Is that what it was when you go to college and yeah, then they FAFSA. tell you whether you're eligible or not? And then yeah. they give you all the cash. And as long as you're a student, you don't have to start paying it back. And even if you don't pay it back, I don't think they can arrest you for it. So there's a lot of people that go and they just never make payments. Mm-hmm. It wrecks your credit, but that's you where just we're at refuse right to pay it back. That's probably why they're just forgiving it because they know they're not going to get it. And anyway. it doesn't incentivize colleges to actually do anything to make college affordable, right? right. All the prices went the way up. The expectation is that you take out a student loan, a, a, a government-backed loan, mm-hmm. but it's not that they accommodate you in any way. I mean, that's why it's interesting to see, you know, um, like University of Phoenix or online programs that are saying like, we're trying to give you an option here that is affordable mm-hmm. because ultimately isn't that where Shaq went university of phoenix got his doctorate probably doctor Shaq. Solid. 
<laughs> tons of money. Dr. But O'Neill it's, in the house. It's, um, it's a system Slam that the federal dunk. government ultimately benefits from because they say, we really, we you should go to college. College is so important. Right. Also, take if They our were money. smart, though. They would only offer it for targeted fields. They'd be like, all right, our competitors are doing this, so we need more engineers. But how do we incentivize people to be engineers? Oh, we give them way more, or we only give money to people who are going to major in this thing, yeah. or graduate with this thing, and you're only eligible. For, your interest rate's way higher if you don't graduate, from, you know, and if you graduate, it goes down. There's ways you can manipulate how you give people money to give get them to do what you want, but well, they, they're just well, blanketing it. Well, we know that there are workers shortages in certain fields, right. right? It's not an immediate solution. They have to go through training. It'll be four or five years delay on the other hand you would get qualified people going into that there are enough students entering college who say i don't really know what i want to do that if you said but i'll give you a scholarship <laughs> yeah if i'm gonna you loan you money for a business you don't know you want to start yet it doesn't <laughs> like make any sense if, if i was saying oh there's a nursing shortage right or there's um i don't i don't know what is specific types of someone who sure. works with you know elderly people and i said you know that's you a good go, one because you go to college right boomers are get real old uh if you go to college for this thing i will give you the money for it. you have to graduate with this degree and go into that field that would make way more sense to me than the government saying no worries you right. may english literature you got it yeah and i did get a degree and then no, i'm just kidding but, <laughs> uh that's the thing it doesn't it doesn't make sense uh and ultimately i don't understand why the federal government logically would be supporting this unless they know ultimately they're able to pull strings and have universities back sort of nefarious schemes that they have they have uh contrive to pull off against the american people if i had not been able to get a loan for theater or for whatever general i did like communications and mm -hmm. journalism and then theater but i could have got a loan for like a math degree i would have got a math degree because yeah. i didn't have the money i couldn't have gone to college without a loan or what if they didn't give you a loan for anything and you just went and got a job you might yeah. be working construction i, I would just right started now. doing theater local theater went up to cleveland done theater in cleveland that's kind of what i was doing anyway the best I part of my day my... would be that 30 seconds between the car and your front door goodwill hunting when I knock and you're not there. Oh, because he wants to like, go yeah, off and do something right. else. You should, Great movie, you though. Be, you shouldn't be a construction worker. You should be doing exactly what you're doing. Beautiful talent right here. Let's, let's jump to this story, ladies and gentlemen. We got the official word from CBS News. Trump would win a rematch against Biden if the election was held right now, CBS News poll says. And I think it's not just the, uh, the CBS News poll. I think there's a, there's a bunch of other polls showing this. Here, here you go from TimCast.com. Trump leads Biden in five out of six key battleground states. New poll finds the polling results for registered voters in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania show Biden losing to Trump by margins of four to ten points. Holy crap. This is coming from The New York Times. So I think this is a different poll across six battlegrounds, all of which Mr. Biden carried in 2020. The president trails by an average of 48 to 44 percent of the times reported. The results show significant discontent with Biden and his policy over the past three years. Across both genders and all ages, races, education levels, and income brackets. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. A majority of respondents said that Biden's policies have hurt them personally. I mean, you were just talk talking to us about somebody who said they voted for Biden and that he sucks. Yeah, I was at a restaurant and the waitress asked me about my Alex Jones was right shirt that I'm wearing. And then we started talking about politics and she said, I voted for Biden, but I think he's terrible. I'm not going to vote for him again. She didn't say she was going to vote for Trump, mind you. Right. But that's the first time in my life I've 
really experienced just like a stranger saying they regret who they vote for. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been alive through that many presidential election cycles. But I really do think it's not just a right wing talking point to say that the people who voted for Biden are disappointed. Oh, I think yeah. that that's actually the truth. And this is why they this is why Biden ran. Mm -hmm. They needed a, a sacrificial goat, a corporeal mm -hmm. form, a corporeal well, form of some sort, just needed a body. knowing that they were going to cause a bunch of problems. Trump made America better. Whether or not he made it great again is entirely up to your opinion. But the economy was a booming. COVID happened. I'm not going to blame Trump or Biden for COVID having happened, but we can certainly criticize them over their policies. Mm -hmm. But things were going really, really well under Trump, despite the fact that they strapped some heavy uh, Russiagate uh, weights to his legs and were trying to pin him down. Nobody got in trouble for that either, really. Right. But but things were great in 2019. The best numbers of our lives. Jim mm -hmm. Cramer, man, that guy's wrong about everything, but he sure nailed that one. Nah. It was inflate. Everything was inflating, like rapidly inflating. So it looked good on paper, but we were headed towards a cliff. That the is massive not what spend I'm talking happened, about. happened after the pandemic, though. Making an argument that on the books things were bad is different from saying the average person was enjoying record low unemployment. Their wages were going up. They, the economy was in full motion. People were going to, this, to go store. My there. business was booming. Business was booming for everybody. The local contractors we had in Jersey were like, man, this has been the best year of my life. Yeah. I went to the furniture store to buy the first equipment, the first table for Timcast IRL. Aww. And the lady was like, "It." she was so happy when I bought everything. She was like, this has been the best year for me. Yeah. No question. I paid off all my debt 2019. And what happens then? They vote for Biden and everything gets worse and people are longing for 2019 again. Well, we should, ask, we should ask ago. Ron Paul how great the economy was in 2019 before we decide. Or the, I was going to say, the Biden campaign is aware that they're in trouble. They put out a memo last Thursday saying we're expecting, you know, close a tight race, but we'll be able to defeat whoever comes out of the, I think they said MAGA extremist race. So they think it's going to be Trump too. Mm -hmm. But they are openly warning their own people that this is going to be close. I mean, they are not even able to fake it amongst themselves that they have this in the bag. And I think that really has to speak to people's experience with Biden in office, right? I'm not an uh, I'm not an economic expert. I can't tell you exactly who did what that caused all the problems. I do know that under Biden, uh, gas has gone up and it's extremely expensive. And right. which also means that everything goes up at the stores because right. the the cost of shipping is higher, so groceries go way up because of the gas prices. Well, during... Oh my! Someone someone chatted this and uh, a McDouble at McDonald's is three dollars and thirty cents. I don't Big even... Mac for eighteen bucks was in the I news this week. Right, I don't eat what? at McDonald's. The last time I ate a McDonald's, a McChicken and a McDouble were a buck. You got to wear a tuxedo to go in now. They have a dress code. Wow. Did you? Is that real that a Big Mac? You're joking, right? It's 18 it's, bucks in some markets. They they vary the the, the price. Whoa. So yeah. my our local McDonald's, it's 10.19 for a Big Mac meal. Mm -hmm. What? And the McDouble is 3.30 and the McChicken is 3.30. There mm -hmm. was a video I wow. saw on, on Instagram this week of a guy buying groceries at Whole Foods. And he was like, when I bought this in 2019, it cost me $72. When I bought the same exact things, you know, in I don't remember how many years before, it cost me around $62. And then he went in and bought all the exact thing. He's showing their seat and it was like $115. I mean, it's just obvious how quickly things are climbing. And the thing yeah. is... The basic American voter can't say, oh, well, this policy or this bill. They can say for the past three years under under Joe Biden, despite being promised that things would get better, despite being promised student loan debt forgiveness, despite being promised this, that and the other. All I know is that he blames Trump, but things are worse under him. And that's what's going to speak to them when they go to the polls. Well, what we need to do is improve our fuel source and use hydrogen. Whoever wants to win the presidency should hire me and I will make that happen. Uh, I don't even want any money. <laughs> Energy Secretary Ian yeah, Crossland. I don't care about the money. I just want to make it graphing. happen because it, it's the fuel costs that are making this go out of control. It all start, stems from the fuel costs. The well, Russia shutting uh, down the Ukrainian pipeline. 
that's a, that, that that is a component of it. Huge, but mass spending and the uh, the expense, the billions of dollars going to foreign wars. What what basically happens is when the U.S. government gives your money away, they are both simultaneously taking your taxes and spending it, but also inflating the the cost of goods by stripping resources away. They're they're ripping the buying the, your buying power from mm -hmm. your. And I'm confirming customer calls up McDonald's yeah. pricing after being charged eighteen bucks for a Big Mac meal. Oh. The, the head, uh, headlines is just for a big, yeah, it was for the full meal. It's from yahoo.com. And I think uh, New York Post also reported on it. $18 it's in Connecticut for a, a oh big my, Ladies and gentlemen, this is, land, guys. this is the apocalypse for Joe Biden. Because I tell you this, M McDonald's was supposed to be, you walk in, you grab your garbage food, you walk out. You're drunk after going to the bar and your buddies are like, let's get some, you know, McDoubles or whatever. But if you're walking in and you're like, oh, man, I want the McDonald's fries and a Big Mac. And they're like, that'll be $20. So you're like, wait, what? Does somebody want to split it with me? No, I guess not. They're going to walk out and be like, thanks, Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah that's mean, not McDonald's fault. This is what the I can't remember his name, but the CEO of Costco sort of won a lot of fa uh, a lot of fans because he said, you will not raise the price of our hot dogs. Yes, even if it costs us money. Even if it costs us money, because <laughs> right. people, number one, appreciate that, but then also there are people who legitimately want to come in there and be like, we're going to get some food after trying to save money on our groceries. It It is something they are doing out of loyalty to the public. I mean, that is that is one of the stories that well, I remember coming out of COVID the most, which is that there were CEOs who were like, I'm going to forego my salary for the year to keep our waitresses right. employed. But, it, but it's also probably more simple. It's much more simple than that. The Costco said, hey, the cost of hot dogs is going up, so we got to raise the prices. And the other guy probably said, people come to Costco, Costco knowing they're going to get a dollar hot dog and a pretzel. It's an investment. And and they're going to then shop at our yeah, store. And they, they also are. have to if get... If you raise that price, you will right. lose There customers. are some gas stations that lose money on the gas that they sell just because they want people to come in and buy a pack of cigarettes and buy snacks and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Reese's. A lot of times well, and I'm sure with Costco too, if you raise the hot dogs, everyone's going to be like, well, is it even worth being a member here? Everything right. is going yeah, up. The hot dogs tell us that everything is, you are saving money when you go there. No Donald Trump. Happens. Trump needs to come out and start complaining about the cost of a Big Mac. And yes, oil. Like, that's a good idea. It is. I mean, because you're going to be a look. Big Macs will be $11. <laughs> when, when, when you come out and you say, the stock market is doing really, really great. People are like, I don't, I don't know what that means to me. I'm, regular Americans are not in the stock market. When you go out and you say, your price of gas, they know that. But what are they feeling right now? You see, Biden drains the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to try and keep prices low to force mm -hmm. a market shift. But you can't do nothing about that Big Mac. Mm. Biden can't release the Big Macs from the strategic reserve to keep the Big Mac prices down. And regular Americans don't have time to cook, want to stop on the way to, on the way to work, grab a Big Mac or the way home right. from work. Traditionally, you think about it as the cheapest fast food option, too. Exactly. So this is definitely targeting a blue collar, sort of trying to save I, money. I need a study right now on the price increase across everything, because I feel like Taco Bell is mm. actually going to get the best deal. Uh, I, feel I think like they are probably well. We've been living moss, yeah. and I've not noticed. Uh, let me let me let me let me check out uh, our local Taco Bell and see what our prices are. I mean, it was definitely like up compared to because we you know we didn't. I haven't eat, before this past like month. We did not eat any Taco Bell in a really long time. Tell me that it's not more than a dollar forty nine for a hard taco, dude. It I'm is, gonna cry. I always get the bro. You're the gonna party cry. Pack. It's like 10 you're gonna cry, bro. Combo you want man? These be forty nine cents. They'd be like seventy nine cents, but then they'd go down to forty nine on like a Tuesday when the like meat comes oh, out. Oh, we do like ten hard tacos in a tube. Yeah, Taco Bell's up there now too, man. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna cry. Ian. Well, uh, hydrogen fuel can actually be transported through the methane system through the natural gas system. So it's like the the system's already in place to deliver it. According to James Tour. This is crazy. What is it? Uh, need, taco uh, Bell prices. A heart, a nacho cheese Dorito taco is three sixty five. I'm sorry, but a McDouble's better deal than that. Mm -hmm. 
Tell cheesy some, Fiesta potatoes are three bucks. There is some economist who can do a study on me. Like, what is the best value fast food meal yeah. out there? If this already exists, someone could send that to me. That'd be really cool. Kellen Leeson coming in through the ether saying Chick-fil-A breakfast is pretty cheap. Delicious, too. I but, can't confirm okay, or deny. Okay, that's the thing. I believe, it's, I believe it's delicious, but I need to see a study. I need some analysis yeah, done. Yeah, we need deep right. facts. This, Somebody, is, this is an opinion thing. It, that's the thing. If you want it, you'll probably buy it anyways, but you will pay in other ways. We got to get Trump talking about Kellen, hydrogen. <laughs> we're dying over here. If, if Hump starts being hydrogen fuel we're retrofitting the economy graphene we're retrofitting it doesn't even matter if he wins if we can get trump talking about it non-stop and excited it's going to excite a bunch of other politicians to All start right. talking about it just to keep up so so those were delivery prices which are are, 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 are way higher but it, yeah. no a nacho cheese taco is three dollars directly from the store and a crunchy taco is a buck eighty. Oh, it's over 159 that was my fear 149 159 i don't feel like i remember anything taco. being that cheap i feel like i just didn't grow up i remember when the dollar menu was a dollar i remember when you get a mcchicken for 99 cents 99 yeah. cents that's yeah. crazy yeah it was, was like, like 15 I feel years like ago mid 90s is when i was at it i feel like dollar menu is like a euphemism like close no, it to a was dollar. a dollar, yeah, it's dollar like menu. the dollar it was like the dollar store, store. yeah like, it's, gonna be, it's like actually everything's five dollars it's gonna be funny when you should call the dime store Trump's going to be on a debate with Biden. He's going to be like, time. the cheesy gordita crunch is five bucks. <laughs> it was three twenty nine when I was. It was three twenty nine in twenty nineteen. Joe Biden. The price is down. We got to get him. Dead. We got to get an interview with that guy. Did has that have the feelers gone out, Cassandra? We got to do this now. <laughs> we just need to. There's no ask time him. to wait. In fact, there is no time. Time is well, not a real thing. It's a concept. Motion is everything. And we're every moving. time we talk to. Uh, you know, we have people on the show who are like either working directly for Trump. They're always like, yes, of course. Just like, let us know. And we're like, yeah, okay. And then like, you know, I don't know. They just had the big party at Mar-a-Lago. Did, did you go, Chase? No, I wasn't invited. It was like for a uh, uh, police, police state. state. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. With Dinesh. The, yeah. Dinesh's yeah. new documentary. We had him on InfoWars talking about that. Oh. Sounds really good. It looks really good. Yeah. I think we're going to be doing something with him uh, with Dinesh soon. Cool. I, don't, I don't want to say too much until I know it's confirmed. But is it is it confirmed? Serge is shaking his head. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, we're 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 gonna be we're gonna we're, Dinesh is coming on at some point. He's again. a great guy. Yeah, he is. We're going to DC for a screening, and then we're gonna do a, a show. So that'll be really cool. He was fun to have on the Culture War. He's great. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's real like kind of simple, like an easygoing guy. I mean, he's super brilliant, complex thinker, but like just a simple, right. normal dude to talk to one on one. Very accessible. Uh, okay, so we're gonna get Trump involved and make him talk about hydrogen. No, he's gonna make himself talk about hydrogen. I just can't imagine being Joe Biden's campaign right now. Like he's not gonna be able to come out there and say, I got ice cream scoops at my yeah. beach in Delaware. It cost me $50. Don't worry, Americans. Speaking of- No, no, Biden. listen, here's the, st here's the story from Politico. Fresh revelations contradict Joe Biden's sweeping denials on Hunter. Mm -hmm. The corporate press is coming out against Joe Biden. We know what's gonna They're happen. They're gonna replace him. Donald Trump is gonna come out and say, that Taco Bell is too expensive and Big Macs are 18 bucks. And then the Democrats are going to get rid of Joe Biden. And this is how they do it. Yep. Do you yep. think that they're going to do you think that there's going to be like a terrorist attack here in the United States within the next 12 months? Yes. But I don't it'll know be like Hamas related or Hamas inspired as an excuse to both get us into World War Three and get Joe Biden out for his border policy. So they can just replace him at the last second. Based on the reporting we've seen from a very simple uh, a very simple assessment. If you trust the the government, which I don't know why you would, but assuming you did, they're telling you that there is a a risk of uh, of terror happening in, the, in 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 this next year. If you are a I don't know pessimistic politico, you're probably like, oh yeah. I mean, the border has been ripped to shreds. They're capturing people in the terror uh, the, the terror watch list down there. So yes, we're at great risk. The probability is decent. Now, as for if, if it connects to Joe Biden in World War Three, I don't know about that. But I do not see Joe Biden being the nominee for the Democratic Party. I don't either. How they get rid of him? How they get him out, yeah. 
This is not the best way to do it. C accusing the Demo uh, Joe Biden of corruption, that's going to lead to a Trump victory, even if you bring in Newsom. But if Joe Biden has some kind of like medical episode and Gavin Newsom runs on a stage and saves his life, now Gavin Newsom's the front runner and that's a clean exit for Joe Biden. I think the clean exit is ideal for both parties. This was mutual. The fact that it's so much, so many Hunter revelations makes me think that the Biden camp is resisting and they're going to go kicking and screaming. So they have to destroy him because <laughs> yeah. he won't go quietly. And to so they're stop saying- it would just be to pardon him for everything though. Then they would stop investigating because it would be moot. No, the issue is the deep state goes to, the, I guess the theory is the deep state would go to Joe Biden and say, hey, we'd like you to bow out, not run for second term. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring in Newsom. And Joe Biden says, no, nah, I can do it, man. Come on. I'm, 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 not, I'm good for it. And they're like, Joe, we're telling you we're not going to let you do this. And he goes, you can't stop me. And so they're like, we're going to we're going to have to forcefully get that's, this guy removed. That's why I felt the first couple of years that they were asking him, like, do you think you're going to run? And he was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then Corinne Jean-Pierre or whoever's in, mm -hmm. maybe Jump Stock would be like, oh, they're talking about it. They're thinking about it. Like there was obviously some sort of uh, disagreement internally. And yet Biden is still announced, you know, via video that he was going to run again. And that's when you saw an increase in the pressure on Hunter Biden. I mean, the fact that the mainstream media is now willing to talk about it is like this very bitter pill because ultimately it means they don't actually care about this at all. They care about something else and we'll find out about it in six months i think he's going to exit the presidential race like he exited afghanistan in a <laughs> humiliating surrender he will have to pardon his kid first that'll yeah. be like the sign that you know that it's over is when you hear that hunter's getting pardoned and then like in a week you're going to hear that he's and not running. I, I don't think he i mean he's a hundred thousand years old anyways but he couldn't run again if he yeah. pardoned his own yeah. kid he was born like then, three years after the air conditioning was invented for the automobile there was wow. some, yeah, there was some study that was like, he was born closer to the civil, I can't remember yeah. what it was, I don't want to misquote yeah. it, but like, Closer to the civil war civil than today. War than today. Yeah. <laughs> he was old enough to, he was potty trained by the time Hitler died, so he's old enough to remember when Hitler was still on the radio. He was born in 42, wow. Yeah. November 20th. Hey, his birthday's coming up. I mean, and that, I, I feel like we should be honest, obviously Trump is, is older too, but he doesn't slur and shuffle the way right. Joe Biden does. Yeah, um, it's and cellular age, he's way younger. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, this oh, is Oh, it's not true anymore. It was true the year a, a, a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Because he was born seventy-seven years after the end of the Civil War. So when he was seventy-six, he was born closer. Mm. Or wait, no, 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 no. It's actually true now. I mean, it I had would it always be true, right? I mean, it would always be true, right? Once it becomes true, right? So right. no, no, no. I was wrong. No, it <laughs> is true facts now. Were. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was seventy-seven years from the Civil War, and he's what is he 70, 78. 78? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh no, he took took office at the age of seventy-eight. Yeah. Right. So that 80. yeah, you were right. Okay, okay. I was wrong. No, okay. no, it is true now. Thank he you is, for admitting. No, I'm just saying. He he was born closer to the Civil War than to today. Right. Than like from Which, his birth. I mean, to today. this is just how time works. <laughs> but then to be like, and this is the guy leading our country. This is the guy who can't remember anything. There should definitely be a cap. Fair. Like, if I you have to be at least 35, you should have to be not over 65 or 75. Yeah. It was honestly one of Mitt Romney's best political moments when he announced he was going to retire rather continue to see terms because he was like, if I run again, I will be in my 80s. And that's too old. And, I, you know, that that's not a terrible point. Again, I'm not saying that Trump should run. I'm not saying that everyone who's in their 80s is in the position Joe Biden is in. But we can't say that we're like this young, spry country. There was right. a reason that JFK had such an influence on politics, right? That he was young. He had these kids, a beautiful wife, whatever else. Well, Trump that's, is spry. Well, and this was one of the appeals for DeSantis at, in the beginning. People were comparing him, you know to this young, he's got young children, whatever else, got a young wife. There was sort of this idea that it was sort of a brush of fresh air. This was before I think Trump yeah. announced. Obviously there's more contention now. I'm not trying to weigh in on but that. Then he showed, got him on his heels. But then Biden, haha. But then, uh, uh, not Biden, uh, then DeSantis showed up to school wearing high heels and everyone went, hey look, new kids wearing high heels. Okay. And he went, shut up, no I'm not. Wait, I wanted to bring this up. I was thinking about this before the show. So, um, 
Ren, he's in Iowa right now and he's doing this, you know, uh, rally with Kim Reynolds. And there's a picture of him. So it's Casey, Ron DeSantis, and then the governor of Iowa and her husband. And Casey Anthony is wearing sneakers. And I then tried to pull a photo of her in heels. And they are weirdly always the same height dif difference, even when she's in heels and in, yes. in sneakers. There's, like, a, there's a meme photo showing <laughs> Ron DeSantis walking on the beach barefoot with his wife. And he's got the same height advantage. Then there's a photo of her wearing high heels and he has the same height advantage. It doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> I just use some science to figure this out. There was like a moment I was sitting in my office comparing pictures of them in different yeah, shoes. And I feel numbers. like <laughs> this was an easy catch. Either she needs to always be in heels. We maintain this height difference or she can never wear sneakers again. I don't think again. the problem is that he's short, though. Like, I think he should have just leaned into it. Like, yeah. hey, you know, statistics show that if you're perceived as short, it's a disadvantage. So I just try to, you know. Fit the bill. Like, well, when someone, you see a debate on podiums, they're Someone always super chatted that when Patrick Bet David questioned him on the, on the high heels and said, how, how tall are you? He should have went, well, I identify as 6'2". <laughs> and then everyone would have laughed yeah. and that would have been the smooth yeah, that's a good deflection. Idea. So he picked the Instead, fake he was like, what are you talking him? about? I'm not wearing high heels. It just boots yeah. up butt off the rack like every other normal person does. I am human. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he even <laughs> said he, he hadn't seen the meme. Which is like, yo, to be out for a week. Or his, or his team was too scared to show him. What did he say? It's no time for foot fetishes? Is that what he's got? Yeah, in some Jeez. interview. Or oh, he lost the foot vote. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a very controversial fetties. opinion to take, man. There's a bunch of guys on WikiFeet being like, Ron's lost my vote. <laughs> this is, it says Casey DeSantis is 5'5 five, five or 5'9, five, yeah. depending on the source. Wow. Maybe she should come on the show because I'm 5'9. So this is why he won't, this is why he won't come on the show because we're going to be like, take the boots off. We have, we, have, we have a fine carpet. We have a no floor. shoes we have an household here. You Literally, I'm wearing shoes. socks right now, just so you know. I don't have shoes on. We should we should implement. You don't need to hold your feet up, Ian. But I already did it. <laughs> no, we just have Tr to get transparency that transparency from now on. Um, because our carpets, uh, you know, we they we get, they get cleaned every week, and uh, but to preserve the longevity, no shoes policy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Ron, mm -hmm. please come on the show and no shoes. I mean, I would love. It would to be it. funny if he took his shoes off and his feet are just shaped like that, like big blocks, and like it's like. <laughs> he just has wow. really, he has like, really thick heels like an himself. Figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you at every point? That would be a really funny bit. Actually, he yeah. takes the boots off and his feet are just gigantic triangles. Were you supporting him in any way be before? At any point, I always thought that he was a good governor, but I knew that I was going to vote for Trump as soon as they started prosecuting him. So I was sort of somebody that hadn't made a decision yet, but as soon as they really started coming down with the prosecutions, it's like, I'm going to vote for the guy that they hate most. What do you think about Vivek? I like Vivek. I had him on my podcast. Um, he's obviously been on InfoWars recently with Alex. I think that Vivek is a very bright, very honest guy that is positioning himself for some other reason than to be president. I think he wants to be in second. Everybody in the Republican side wants to be in second place because if Trump gets deballoted, then it's like a there's got to be somebody else, right? And so I think that was kind of the original thing. But what he really seems to be pulling for for me is a campaign of awareness, but also he could be easily put in some sort of a cabinet position after. And he's been very smart in that. He's been the only candidate on the right who hasn't come out and criticized Trump directly. And you never want to attack a stronger enemy head on. And I think the reason DeSantis is losing so badly is because his campaign strategy was to attack a stronger enemy head on. Just come after Trump seething right away. It was very stupid. Vivek has never once insulted Trump. When I asked him, he said that he thought Trump was a great president. He just thinks it's time for somebody else. Just very vanilla. And that's why you never see Trump bashing Vivek. But he'll bash all the other candidates, but not Vivek. Because Vivek's never been a dick to him. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's very Sun Tzu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like, despite what Vivek is saying, he's he's going for the for the VP or the next the cycle or something, yeah. He'd be a great VP. He would be because he's a. I mean, uh, Vivek is is as sharp as they come. Yeah. I, I've I've watched 
I watch a bunch of his clips on, on Instagram and Twitter when he does interviews, and I'm mm -hmm. just like, man. Well, and he, he had a brilliant strategy. He did like three podcasts a day for six months. So he comes off sounding so polished like Obama did, but Obama got there because of the focus groups. Vivek got there because he's answered the same questions 1,700 times because he's been yeah. done so many appearances. So he's just got the right answer for everything, and he's high IQ sharp guy. I don't think, I know he made money from some Soros fund or whatever at one point. I know he's invested in a big farm at one point, but I don't think he sold out to them. I don't, I don't believe but I don't that care. I don't, I don't care if someone does, right? Yeah. If, if, if you meet, like if David Hogg tomorrow came out and said in tears that he's looking at these statistics and he, and he can't believe how wrong he was and he wants to dedicate his time to fighting for gun rights, would people be like, no, no, some people would, but I'd be like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, a guy with a million forgive. followers and now all of a sudden. So if Vivek did do things you don't like, but now he's saying all the right things, keep encouraging to say and, and he do the right WF things. And he's the WF and won because they, didn't they make him a young global leader? And yeah. he's like, I never gave my approval but, for that. And that's the thing. Like you, if David Hogg came out and was like, I'm actually for gun rights now, I would say, please show me the gun you have recently purchased and so I can believe you are actually yeah. committed to this cause. I mean, there is one thing to say, oh, I've changed my mind. There's nothing to actually prove and consistently behave as though you have changed your mind. I would go buy a gun with David Hogg. I, I would love that as a uh, as content on YouTube. I feel like that would be really interesting. Who wouldn't you go buy a gun with? Or not YouTube X or whatever we're into uh, now. I'd probably, if somebody wanted to go buy a gun and I was thinking about buying a gun, I'd probably do it with them if they wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Greta? Yeah, for sure. We could talk about <laughs> gun rights and how they're awesome. The Second for, Amendment's legit. It is, quite indeed. Oh, speaking of Second Amendment, the Infringe documentary is officially up tomorrow at 9 a.m. 12 nice. hours. Lauren Southern. Yeah. Mm. And uh, we'll be doing a big old ad campaign promoting it. So uh, let me just say to all of you listening, when you go to TimCast.com and you become a member, what do we do? We uh, uh, commission Lauren Southern and John Dutois. Is that, am I pronouncing his name right? Yeah, it's I like think so. T-O-I-T. -T, so I'm like, I don't know. Is it French? Uh, Dutois. Dutois. And uh, they do excellent work. And that was a very expensive, uh, a very expensive project with all the travel and all the people and all the scheduling. And uh, then we're also going to be dumping large, large amounts of money into marketing that documentary all over the place. And it is a documentary explaining the importance I, sh I shouldn't put it that way, but it's about gun rights. It's called Infringe and explains the purpose and the point. It talks a lot about the issue of guns from a very, I would say, pro-gun perspective. I saw the trailer. Is the trailers public at this point? I think there's, the a, there's a couple clips from it already up on YouTube.com slash TimCast, as well as some trailers. And then we've got uh, three different short trailers coming up. I like uh, the way that this they, week. they framed it because it, they really highlighted the dangers of like mass shootings and gun violence. And then it sounds like then they start to talk about why it's important to protect your rights and defend yourself from that stuff. It's really simple, actually. A centralized security apparatus does not work. The idea that you can give all of your security to one organization in one location is an absurdity. At the very least, argue 80-20, right? That 20% of the security is handled by the individual and 80% by the apparatus. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying at minimum, the idea that only police will have guns means criminals will have guns because clearly they're in violation of the law. And as the saying goes, when seconds matter, police are minutes away. Right. And this is why we experience more. Uh, this is why the study showed that in uh, gun-free zones, people are less likely to stop a mass shooter. And everywhere else, excluding gun-free zones, 51% of shootings were stopped by a good uh, a person right. law legally. And a lot of mass shooter shootings happen in gun-free in gun zones. Like they happen in places like schools. And I had a dream last night that we meet a group of, and I went to protect these people and we got there and they were like, okay, someone's got to stay to protect the kids, the children. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. So I stayed there, but all I had was a knife. 
and I was just there with the kids. And then this guy came and he had a shotgun. It was like one of those pump action, automatic, semi-automatic shotguns. And I was like trying to, to dodge him around the, the couch and I ran around the edge and he just shot me in the face. I was like, damn it. And then I was still alive in the dream and I was like, I need a gun. I cannot, I cannot defend myself and these kids without one. I heard you can't die in dreams. I didn't. Yeah, I don't, I've never really died. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think, I think you, you wake, wake up. up. No, I've died in dreams before. And just been dead? But like, it just, the dream keeps going in a different way. I had, I've, I've had tons of dreams where I've died. You die and you're just laying there and like everybody's hanging out? No, no. Like I had a dream where there was a nuclear explosion and then everyone died. And then all of a sudden I was still in my dream doing something else. Like, I was like, oh, wow, we all died in a nuclear explosion, but we're still just like in a different building now. I don't know. How would you know that you died? So I had a dream where we were in a car and there was like, we saw like an ICBM coming we're like, ah, and then like a nuke went off. And then I was, it was like, it was like a nightmare. It was like a scary feeling. And then there's like a wall of like white light. And then all of a sudden, it's just me and other people were in a room and we're like, wow, I can't believe we all died in a nuclear explosion. And then just like- You were in the lobby of like- heaven. Something like that. I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's like but in dreams, them. things don't make sense and you don't realize things are happening. So it's just like, it carried on. And then I woke up like, whoa, that was a crazy dream. Wow. I love that relief yeah. when you get killed in your dream and you're like, oh, I'm not really dead. This is awesome. See, it's that's a dream. Easy. So Ian's died in his dream. Yeah. I have this dream all the time Last where night. I need to shoot somebody and I don't have the strength to pull the trigger. You ever had that dream? You're Interesting. Like, or, or you yeah, in my dream, punch. I couldn't bring myself to stab the guy because I didn't want to get blood all over the place. I'm like, what is wrong? I'm like, That's not it. It's the idea called punching in a dream. Yeah. You can't exert force because of something to do with the chemical that paralyzes your body. Uh, so you move really slow you mm -hmm. can't run properly and also something about because of because of the way like your brain works in dreams you can't read either mm. and so uh when it comes to lucid dreaming one of the techniques is to try and read so there's a bunch of things you can do but you can uh if you want to just read about it, one of them is when you read something and it's gibberish you should you should realize you're dreaming oh there's a bunch yeah, of there's a, there's a bunch of other uh, other so tricks like, too. But Biden's inaugural speech. I always notice if you're ever in a dream and you can't get out and you want to get out, close your eyes really tight, tight until you can feel it. And as soon as you feel it, when you open them, you'll be awake, because it's that feeling that wakes you up. I mean, everybody's different. Yeah. When I usually want to wake up, me. I just wake up. Uh, I don't know. It's like excellent self-discipline. Yeah, I just wake up. I'm like, oh wow, I was having a bad dream. I've had dreams where I think I have woken up, and so I can picture my room and stuff like that. But I am actually still asleep. And I think this is often because I have to set up a lot of alarms. So you're sort of waking up and you're immediately right. falling back to sleep. The dream where you like get up and get take a shower and get dressed and you're like on your way to work. And then all of a sudden you you're wake not. up and you're like, I gotta do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> it out, none of that is real. Yeah. I, Very frustrating. I do think it's funny that nightmares are depicted in media as like being attacked by monsters or like chased by a killer. When in reality, nightmares are like you have a dream that you miss, you're late for work. Yeah. You know, it's like my nightmares are like I woke up at 830. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I'm like trying to get dressed real fast. And I'm like, I'm I, anxiety. Like, I got to get up there. I got to record. Oh, man. And then I wake up and it's seven. And I'm like, ah. Brain's just like feeling stressed out. Let's see what happens. I used to have this dream that I uh, would get to the last day or like exams when I was in college and realize that I had forgotten about a class I had signed up for for the entire semester. I had that dream before, And it too. was extreme. I always found it the very stressful. The not graduating stressful. dream. It's not even that I wouldn't graduate. It's just like suddenly you realize you were supposed to be either you would fail this class yeah. because you had to go take the exam, but actually you had never taken the class and you didn't realize you would. It's funny. I had that dream like twice a year. I thought I was the only one. That's yeah, I would, crazy. I would get the let's, one where uh, I would be on stage for the play that I never rehearsed for. Yeah. And I'm like, I got all these lines and I don't know any of them. Literally, it's the most embarrassing. Like, 
let's uh, 10,000 people watching or whatever, 5,000 people. Well, hard segue back to news. We have this yeah. uh, tweet. This is a viral video. It's going around. Hammer attack on a painting in the National Gallery in London. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we got to watch it. And there is so much to be said about this video. Here we go. We got a, two people smashing the glass in a painting. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Here's here's where it gets sad. Cute, they go and sit cute, down. Right? Now wait wait for the most the, the the most depressing moment, and it's right there. Oh, he loves her. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, you know, just saying. join the movement because he's really attracted he's to her. Freaking theater oh, kids no. in the wild. No, she she grabs his hand. Uh, uh, now I'm sorry. Life is what I tweet. I said life must be really hard when you're an effing idiot. He says <laughs> he so there's glass in this painting, and they're not using just hammers. It looks like they're using those emergency hammers mm -hmm. that I think have uh, a special material for breaking. Glass. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and they're trying to damage the painting, but I don't think they're able to because these are very, very uh, well-protected paintings. But you see, I'm, I'm sorry, my friends. He says millions of people will die because of these gas leases. We must just stop oil. It is very basic and simple common sense. The irony. That if you stop producing oil, dozens Tens dozens of, of people millions. will die. <laughs> millions. Dozens yeah. of tens of millions. Billions. 60 million people will die country. in three days. Wow. In the United States, in Europe, because oil is used to produce food, to create electricity. Instantly, we talk about this all the time, the diabetics die overnight without refrigeration. Without the production of oil, he would not be wearing a hat. He would not be wearing glasses. He likely wouldn't be wearing those jeans. The, the estimates, soles of his shoes. Yeah. The estimates he also are, wouldn't be getting laid. <laughs> The estimate, well, no, I mean, maybe about rubbers, if they got know? it, that chick would be all about it. But they're both so insane cultists being used for political purposes. They don't even bother Google searching this. It's like, hey, guy, what 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 fuel is used to drive the tractor? Is it produced yeah. from oil? Or the Should, bus that brought you here? Yo, they tried doing electric farm equipment, and it's just like people are like, are you nuts? It doesn't work. Electric trucks, they're already having problems with it because... Maybe we get to the point when we have ubiquitous graphene polymer batteries and we can recharge an electric vehicle in 30 seconds like you can refill a gas tank, maybe, and it's possible. But right now, we use oil for everything. Humans, a large portion of this planet exists simply because oil exists. Yeah. The re you, know, you, you can actually track the oil age and the population boom. All of a sudden, we, discovered, we started discovering oil and uses for it, and then the population skyrockets. 
And then of course, get, then you get the fifties and the petrochemical boom, and we're kind of like the unabashed burning of oil like, is not good. If we never stop just burning it all and putting things into it and burning them into the atmosphere, we'd probably all choke and die. But we're not doing that. We're reusing the carbon, so we don't need to stop using it. We need to reuse the carbon. Dude. Al- Alex Epstein wrote an awesome book about this. I don't know if you guys have ever had him on the show. He would be an awesome guest. He wrote a book called Fossil Future, and it was basically making the case that. Just what you said. More people would die if we actually did these green energy deals and if we yep. did this because the third world countries are the ones that rely on fossil fuels the most, yep. even though they're not the greatest culprit of pollution, but they rely on it the most because it's the cheapest form of energy. So if you're going to, when we do things internationally, like force third world countries to obey our sort of green standards in exchange for funding and money and stuff, it actually could lead to a catastrophic amount of death for people that rely on it's, things like gas for heat. It's our, I don't know if, I don't know if I, you could say it's the cheapest, it's the highest energy return. Mm. So, uh, you know, a cow is a form of energy. You can use a cow to pull, you know, Tom, Tom farming equipment to like, so if, uh, you know, to like, right. uh, you know, harvest a field or something like that. But, you know, that's not as efficient as oil. So it's that you get way more energy out of oil. Now, look, there's, there's an issue. You, if you look at global population, it's very steady. Mm-hmm. And then right at the turn of the century, 19, 1900s, it skyrockets and just goes exponential. And that's due to oil. We were all of a sudden able to mass produce food much, much more quickly. Everyone became very fat and happy and people have lots and lots of babies. And so this results in a massive population boom around the world. But now, because the oil went up, people go up. If the oil goes down, the people go down. And so that means if you just stop oil, you're going to kill Depop. dozens of millions, I mean, we can tens all, of millions. We can all admit this was incredibly lazy. They, they came up with this fun slogan, just stop oil. They put it on a bunch of T-shirts. They got their little tool to bang the glass. I mean, I miss that guy who super glued himself to his Starbucks counter. Yeah. Like these He's people still there. are like, they brought a friend to film them. Hopefully he is. That was way more How do they pick Just the painting? That's my question. They're like, all right, we got to have a strategic choice. They're like, the choice. lighting is really good here. You, yeah. you stand over there and we'll sit here and it'll be great. I mean, I just feel like this had no, it, it's it's not even that passionate offense. So it's no wonder that they have no idea what they're arguing for because all they're doing is trying to get clout on social media. There's, what, are we looking at juststopoil.com? I mean, what what are they even arguing? Who, who sees that who and changes their mind? Like, no, we just no watched one. it. I'm, or I'm, I'm, I if feel someone the same sees way. them and it's like, wow, I love these young activists the doing something. I wouldn't Where be surprised if it turns out that Just Stop Oil was funded by a bunch of oil companies indirectly. <laughs> to I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, but, Reverse but psychology. It's not, it's not. It's I wouldn't even call it brilliant. I call it basic. Yeah. Like if 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 you get That's a guy awesome. if you get a guy in a Trump in a Trump shirt. And he walks around screaming. He's all super drunk and he's screaming. Blah, blah, and then he walks up to a guy who's uh, waving a little flag saying, help, help us. Uh, uh, Joe Biden wants to help us save puppies. And then the Trump guy hits the Biden guy and it's on video. Who does that benefit? Not benefit Trump. Right. People are going to be like, oh, wow, those Trump supporters are crazy. This by any metric to any social media marketing person. They filmed this. Social media marketing 101. If you are the aggressor. You are viewed negatively and benefit the 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 inverse, false flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what they're doing is benefiting oil companies. They look unreasonable. They look unhinged. They've been what what you have those people blocking the roads. That's not going to convince. That makes people angry. So all these, I, I seriously believe, oil companies are like, let's indirectly fund these anti-oil NGOs to make people despise the oil protesters. That makes sense to me. I mean, when I see stuff like this, I think about these pieces of art that if someone really destroyed them, we would lose them forever, right? It's a similar argument we make with like the Confederate monuments, right? Those were a form of art that once destroyed can never come back. And so maybe you feel really passionate about this issue, but this is a very lame protest to me that could potentially destroy something 
that don't care. has nothing to do with anything else. Of course they don't care. They don't care about anything. But if you're a viewer, it doesn't make me want to support their cause. We got to refocus it onto reusing the waste, the, the fuel waste. You got fuel. You have three types of fuel. There's hydrogen, carbon, and plutonium. Those are the only things that can function is fuel. The difference between fu what fuel is means it can be put into a container and moved around, carried around. Everything else like wind turbines, solar panels, they're not types of fuel. They're just types of energy generation. But you need to reuse the fuel waste. So the carbon dioxide or for plutonium, they've got spent nuclear fuel is what they called. And I'm actually interviewing a guy tomorrow on my YouTube channel at two o'clock PM Eastern who funds companies that are investing and in, uh, reusing plutonium spent nuclear fuel, turning them into things like, I don't know if he's going deep into the graph into the um, diamond batteries, nuclear waste, diamond batteries, where you put it inside of carbon and it can produce like 10,000 years of electrical charge. Your phone never needs to charge. <clears throat> it's It'll amazing. Always dude. be on. Crazy, so right? as long as we focus on reusing the waste of fuel, we're going to be okay. We can keep using the fuel. Ian, can I ask you a question that's off topic? If you had to propose to a girl and buy her an engagement ring, would you make graphene the center stone? Would the whole thing be out of graphene? <laughs> graphene is, uh, uh, is a single while. atomic sheet. Okay. But how would you incorporate graphene? Because I feel like that's the only material I could see you using. It's it's such an important part of your advocacy. Uh, I'd get a platinum, gold, silver, probably a platinum, gold, palladium ring, like three metal bands with a diamond. So no graphene at all? I obviously don't know. I don't know enough graphene if graphene's safe to have in skin contact mm, for long okay, periods of time. Oh, it's just carbon, dude. I talked to a chemist before I did that, but that's kind of a cool idea. Shirts or something. I have one on right now. This is graphene spandex. My pants are actually graphene as well. Uh, it's cool. They they stay second cool foot, in the second heat foot of the episode. And get <laughs> I, I do want to disclose I did invest in a graphene manufacturer. I fully intend to monetize off of uh, Ian's constant shilling. Was for it universal no. matter? Well, sure. No, no. But in all seriousness, when Ian started ranting about graphene, I did buy stock in a, in a graphene company a long time ago. And it's it's like one of my only stocks that's improved. I would recommend checking That's out so universalmatter.com. It's uh, James Tour, one of James Tour's companies where they're flashing the graphene with electricity. They're flashing carbon with electricity and producing graphene with it. And they're mass, mass, mass producing it. So this, this flash jewel heating is the future. Can graphene be used to make annoying oil protesters stop smashing things and throwing paint on people? Not even graphene mm -hmm. is that powerful. Mm, unfortunate. Maybe. Maybe you could improve the roads. Uh, uh, you could actually make a graphene cover to that painting that they couldn't crack through. Yeah. Thing Every is, time they hit it, they get electrocuted. They would just oh. find some other way of being annoyed about something else. Like, this is the personality right. type. They came with a prepared monologue and someone to film them. Yeah. Like, he loved I don't the even practice sessions, though. That's the, worst, that's the saddest thing for that guy about this event was that he doesn't get to rehearse anymore. Well, the you know, saddest thing about it is that he rehearsed <laughs> the speech, kids. but the he didn't over. Google one time it, it, anything that he was saying. It could help no, them because... because he doesn't care about it. When right. you turn carbon into graphene... He's trying to get laid. It... it, it it like holds it so it doesn't get out into the atmosphere. Like turning carbon into graphene, you don't lose. It's so solid of a material that you don't lose it. This in woman probably went to a meeting. He met her at a bar, and she's like, "Well, I'm going to a just up oil protest." You it's know, like, so am I. Yeah, <laughs> me, me, me too. I'll be there, and that's it. That's probably the only reason he's there. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, this was one of the stories that I liked from last year, which is uh, a lot of the get out the vote efforts where young women who were on. They would set their dating app profiles to whatever city they were trying to get people to register mm -hmm. vote in mm -hmm. for their, you know, progressive cause. And they would just like talk to guys and be like, wow, you're so cute. Are you voting? Maybe like it'd be cool if you registered to vote. And here's a little bit about this candidate that I'm supporting. It's, it's kind of no. weird. Wasn't it typically the men who would try and court the females by doing a weird dance? But now the women are doing the weird dance to court the males. On behalf of a politician. Right. It's super creepy. I hate it. 
Do you think there was some of that going on with the Israel-related protests that we saw a couple days ago in D.C.? I mean, this goes on with all protests Because it seemed like a everywhere. lot of college kids oh. and a lot of dudes. I'm like, what is that dude doing there? I'm like, oh, he's probably there for some girl. Right. Class. It's like, you ever watch It's Always Sunny? Yeah, sometimes. The, the abortion episode where he's like pretending yeah, that he's pro-choice or whatever because mm-hmm. he's just trying to get laid. And then he's thinking like they must be easy or whatever. And then what happens? He's He, he tells the woman, the pro-life woman, he's pretending he's pro-life. And then when she gets pregnant, he's like, Oh, you got to get an abortion. Like, <laughs> never pro-life at all. I haven't seen that one. That's hysterical. Yeah, it's one of their super old ones from like 20 years ago. Yeah, classic. But this is the thing. I feel like men should just be more like, no, I don't like that. And the girls would eventually, it might you know, might not happen as fast, but, yeah, but look, they're, they're, they would change their minds and no, listen to they're, you. They're targeting weak, pathetic men like this. Yeah, fucking cells. I mean, yeah, this, this guy, like, he, look, I'll try and be as nice as possible. If you're willing to get a hammer and smash the glass on a painting and then scream in a room of people without one time Googling what you are saying, you are not a high-functioning individual. Mm -hmm. True. He must not be having an easy time of meeting ladies. Right. And so when this woman says, why don't you come with me and do this thing? He says, okay. Now, I'm not saying it's absolutely what happened here. I'm just saying this is a common thing. You notice that politically men tend to skew right, women skew left. Men are a little, uh, a little bit down the middle. And in biology, earmuffs for your kids. In biology, it's called the sneaky fucker. That is the actual biologi- uh, a biologist term for individuals who just try and, you know, they, they, they sneak in to get laid. There, there are the strong males who succeed in courting the women. And then there are the sneaky fuckers. Like Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that was a great up. scene. That was a, yeah, it was a dark moment. Up. I saw that when I was like it. 16. That was crazy. That movie yeah. was messed up. He rapes the woman, yeah. and then she's like, wow, but I liked it. Yeah. What? Revenge what? of the Nerds. You got to watch that movie if you've yep. never seen it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like it's a like bad campus. message on accident. Was that supposed to be that he was the good guy? Uh, yeah, like if you do a good job, she won't think it's rape. <laughs> that was the theme of that. So so she thinks he's in a costume. She thinks it's her boyfriend, and then... They do it, and she's like, wow, that was great. And he's like, ha. He takes off the mask. All nerds think about his sex. Yeah. That's so a horrible up. movie. Why would yeah. I watch it? Well, the yeah, movie's it actually was... hilarious. It was just a really bad call to do that scene like that. Dude, just... in like, did you ever see Airplane, the movie? I mean, it's girls talking about the, the young girl that she likes her coffee black, like her men, and she's like nine or 10 or something. Like, they got away with that stuff in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. No well, cap. There's, there's, seen a, grown there's man a movie can... ca- uh, out right now called, uh, what is it called? Totally Killer or something? I don't know. It's got, it's it's on Amazon. And it's mm-hmm. um, Kiernan Shipka, and she plays, uh, teen, like, uh, I think she's a teenager who goes back in time to the 80s. Because there's like a serial killer in the 80s. I don't know, you gotta watch it. But it's really funny how they make fun of wokeness. Because all the kids in the 80s are just like, they're just being kids and doing what they want. And she's like getting offended. Someone makes a crude comment and she's like, whoa, that, he, or he, there's a guy wearing a shirt that says like federal booty inspector. And she's like, that is problematic. And they're like, what? what? <laughs> problematic. Nobody cares, dude. Uh, that Everybody's be, totally fine with it. It would be cool to do skits where we time travel back to the 80s and then the whole cinema is like 80s style cart movie. And then yeah. back to the 70s and it's like disco style. Like we're making a Wesley, 90s, you hear me? We're making a 90s room. I for love the, it. For the, we just bought uh, a 90s sound love system. love the 90s, man. Yeah, it's crazy got, about uh, the 90s. When I think well, of the I mean, 90s, it's a gimmick, I think, but uh, the 90s uh, were the last decade. That's why. When you think of the 90s, I, what I, do you think I, I like the 80s. Closing time, semi-sonic? I, I, I would say I probably like the 80s uh, more than the 90s. I think uh, of like 16 bit. But what we're building is we've got uh, we're going to we're going to have a bunch of vinyl. Uh, it's not really a 90s room, but we I have uh, almost every Life magazine ever from its inception. I actually have the first copy of Life magazine. It was called something else before it got bought and changed. But it's really amazing 
when I was reading uh, a pre-D-Day Life magazine, and it was talking about how the U.S. was stockpiling arms in the U.K. as a defensive precaution. And then, sure enough, like, we know it happened, uh, you know, a couple weeks later. Mm -hmm. the, the Americans stormed the beaches of Normandy. At the time, they lied and reported, we are helping the U.K. shore its defenses as, you know, Hitler advances, blah, blah, blah. So it's really fascinating to read a news article from when like that's during, disinformation during the water watergate scandal or just a lack of information mm -hmm. or today it's disinformation you could read a story and it's like this politician said these things and then later on they'll go actually it said something different which one's true hey, i got a question for everybody in the chat too what do you, what year was the best in the 90s what's your favorite year from the 90s windows 98 was a big deal that was a good system. A good 95 changed the game. Remember playing Oregon Trail on that thing? And trying to hunt and you have to like... <laughs> no, I was on, on the Mac. I can tell you what my yeah, favorite the year in the yeah, 90s was. Oregon Trail's on Mac. My favorite? No, I don't want to spoil it. 1993. Why? It's just so much changed in 93 technologically. Like 16-bit graphics, Super Sega Nintendo... Genesis, Star when did that come out? 91 or 89 mm. even maybe? 90? Genesis, I think, might, might have been 89 actually. Yeah. yeah. It was or was that Master System? Master System was a little bit before. They made a version right. of it that used a, C a compact disc, though. That would have been like a CD. 93 was like CDs started popping yeah. in 92, 93. Well, it was a little bit before that. 93 C CDs was were out in the roller 80s. Rollerblading? Yeah, rollerblading was hot. Yeah. That was a good what year, What a fun man. time. Oh, a 90s. lot of people got 90, 98, 96. 97. 97, 96 are always great vintage when you're picking out records. But 97? Uh, 97, 96. So if I ever found that in a record, I'm going to pull it for sure. Yeah. It was like 91 and 96 were like different realities. I got, you were an, saying I got an idea. Super chat the 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 year of the 90s that you thought was the it was the best. That's a good idea. It was $1,995. You were That's saying. Right. <laughs> so if you want 1998 to win, that'll be $1,998. You were kind of you joking almost, Tim. That like, oh, the 1892. <laughs> you didn't the, say which year. This year ever was you 33 were saying AD, like, year of our Lord. Before the show started, how the 90s were the last decade. And it's like kind of tongue in cheek, but... No, it's so not, much it's technology changed in the 90s and the internet became so prevalent where like it wasn't about be there eight o'clock to watch the show and then maybe you'll see maybe you can tape it on your recorder it's always on the internet now everything's okay. always there i will not i will, I will say this it is not tongue-in-cheek the 90s was the last decade what that means is the 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 uh the 20s the, the 10s the 1900s the 10s the 20s the 30s the 40s the 50s the 60s the 70s the 80s the 90s each of those has a d distinction to them for mm -hmm. something specific. Mm -hmm. The 90s has a distinction to it. The 2000s do not. 2010 does not. 2020s do not. Yeah, they just felt like an extension of the 90s. Not 2003 even. still felt like 90 something. It's, it's like from 2000. How long do you think it took for them to to understand the, the vibe of the 80s though? Like how long after the 80s did it take before people referred to it as that? That looks very Like 98? Well, no, it really got we popular in like 2012. That 70s show came out in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. 20 Was years. That late yeah. So imagine maybe, imagine if they made a show today a called like that 2005 show. Mm. You'd be like, huh? huh? They'd, be, they'd be wearing the same thing. It's still all on the to, internet. Okay, yeah. If you go to Hot Topic, they're selling the same products they sold 30 years ago. Nothing has changed. Kids are still buying Nightmare Before Christmas. It hasn't changed. Mm. If in the 80s they're wearing uh, leopard print hot pink, uh, uh, you know, hot pants and they're rollerblading around in circles and they've got mullets. And then in the 90s, they all have long hair with with baggy jeans, with ripped knees and flannel shirts. There's right. a clear distinction. Right. The style of music in the 80s was very like synthy and mm -hmm. the 90s was very rock and grungy. Right. Almost like a back to real. The 2000s to now, there's no distinction. Music got digitized, homogenized. And I wonder if it's because like high fructose corn syrup and opioids stunted everybody no, in the 90s. The you ever gone back to like, like, no watch something like, like a show produced in the early 2000s? So you can like if you watch Lost, some of their their 
their choice of attire it. is very you can, can tell it's from it. a different era yeah what were you gonna say here Claire? well i was gonna say i feel like a lot of it is the dominance of the internet there's a lack of creativity and a lack of uh, community building like parts of the things that we're referencing with the 80s you know with the 80s with neon or whatever else with the with the hippies in the 70s and you get the, like the more pattern the feathered hair whatever else those were things that people were doing in their social groups that were more widely adopted as they spread mm. by the end of that decade and, and then it changed and then now that we have put everyone online and maybe that's why you feel like the 2000s sort of the end of this like you can feel distinction there because at that point the internet really took off it became not only something something everyone had in their home but in their pocket all right that. we're gonna go to super chats so if you haven't already would you kindly smash the like button subscribe to the channel share the show with your friends become a member at timcast.com click join us at timcast.com the members only uncensored shows coming up in about 25 minutes but i just want to give a shout out right away to the clever people who uh, successfully super chatted nineteen dollars and ninety four cents? Ooh, ah, ha, ha. nineteen ninety seven cents. And uh, one person believes the year four thousand nine hundred ninety nine was the best nineties mm. because I'm kidding. He said nineteen ninety eight was the best. But um, well, there you go. That's what we do it. Yeah, I, I would it, say if we're going to base uh, the best year off of super chats, and I scroll all the way back up through all the super chats, the year nineteen ninety nine is the best, whether anyone wanted it to be or not, because that's like just 99. like. That's just a generic it, number you can super chat. It was digital fidelity hit 1080p. And since then, the human brain can't comprehend more. I mean, it can, but it's like that's it's just become hyper realistic now. And it's never like the office may as well have been made yesterday. It looks well, the same. I think we see the changes a lot more gradually, too, because before it was like every month there was a magazine that came out. But today we're on TikTok every day. So like different trends, you like mm -hmm. it's almost like the frog metaphor where if you warm the water up slowly, you don't feel it. Well, what happens is there used to be a handful of channels and a handful of radio stations and it was a top-down broadcast, so mm -hmm. they don't want to invest in 800,000 songs. They just want to find the one good song people like, and so everyone hears the same music. If you go into a bar, you turn on Bohemian Rhapsody, everyone will sing it. Mm -hmm. But if you put on any modern music, the singing stops. Because, like, three people might know it, and another 27 don't. It's all niched out. All right, we'll read some more Super Chats. We got Derpy Dolphin says, I heard a Pfizer ad in the grocery store today, and I'm not going to read any more of that Super Chat. Thank you very much. <laughs> All nice right, derby. we'll grab some more. There, there were a few early ones. I know, uh, I believe Clint Torres got the first Super Chat, but YouTube appears to have uh, removed your Super Chat and a few others in the beginning. But uh, shout out to Clint Torres for once again saying howdy, people, and getting the first Super Chat of the day. He said that he died, but he is back. And then the rest, I don't know, because it was removed. All right, let's see. What do we have? Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Sir Rank Zero says, hey, Tim, if you look at the page dated 2323, you can see a sentence bleeding through the page that says I'm a queer. Also, the photos show that there are multiple books. Notice the different bindings. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. So there's actually several different books. And there's also reportedly a video that's mm -hmm. not been released. Yeah. Interesting. David R says, Tim, I got married on Saturday. Please shout out my beautiful wife, Krista, watching tonight. Shout out Krista. Congratulations on being married. Krista R and David R. Uh -huh. Congratulations, guys. That's shout awesome. Out. Awesome. What do we got? Hopefully you got married somewhere with foliage because it has been really beautiful this year. Busta Ruckus says, with the way they hid this manifesto, I'm convinced they are still hiding something about the Vegas shooter targeting a conservative country concert. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. But I believe... Um, 
what did they say? He was a gambling, at, the, the latest story is that he was a high stakes gambler who was angry that he was being mistreated, even though that he was like high status or whatever. I kind of don't believe that at all. Because I think it was a gun deal went bad. Right. That's uh, and for some reason they started shooting and multiple it was, shooters would be explained. And and uh, uh, the fully automatic. Mm -hmm. Some people think that it was government related and that's why they're they not going to kill release him. Anything. And they wanted to cover up that it was a, that it was a gun deal. And so they did a mass shooting. They, so it looked like him as a patsy. They this guy came in to do a gun deal and maybe he wasn't even with government. I don't know. And then the guys who came in, the deal went sour and they started shooting and they're unloading. Who knows? Who knows? I'm just saying. The explanation that he was like a, a high status player as as someone who is a low status player at these casinos, like I don't have the elite tier or anything. They still treat you very well. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't I don't I, you know, I don't get it. I've had my problems. Don't get me wrong. But typically they they make money off you giving your money away. They try really hard to accommodate right. you. Like if you, if you go to there, and you say, like, I want a free drink now. They'll be like, OK, OK, fine. We'll give you a free drink. Like people will roll their eyes at you and be like, whatever. Most casinos just give you free drinks. Mm -hmm. They want I'm, you drunk. Right. Once you gamble, you're losing like, your like money. The, the he's in Vegas and he's like, and stuff like that. So you'll spend more time there. They want you to be. They happy. pump oxygen in. Is that what you said? They do. They I pump think they oxygen all kinds into of stuff. Oxygen, ex extremely comfortable carpeting. I mean, I, I, if the argument is he wanted to be given like the, the, they have secret rooms at all these casinos, people don't know about. But like you kind of know about. Maybe he was like, oh, I want the ultra premium. Lock his brother up too for months wow. later for something they found on his computer. He had like planes and stuff. But uh, yeah, so. The little known fact is that they have secret gambling rooms mm. and uh, you can look them up and try and find them because it's not that they're so secret, but they are secret. If you are somebody who's worth like a hundred million dollars, they want to hide their up, identity. Yeah. And you want to gamble like $500,000 in one night, they're going to bring you to a private room with private security guards and they're going to, and then you're going to play with a bunch of other billionaires and whatever, mm. and no one will know you're even there. Yeah. It's crazy. That's cool. Even super cool rooms. Yeah, they, uh, uh, I know for a fact, I think most people, anybody, anybody who plays poker knows this too. They have secret poker rooms where like Hong Kong and Macau billionaires show up and play with like people for like a $2 million buy-in. It's like, it's like James Bond-esque. I was talking to a dealer and he's like, yeah, yeah, we had, uh, you know, we had a pro, I'm not going to say the pro's name, but a pro came down with a bunch of Chinese billionaires and they were playing like a million dollar buy-in game. Like it was nothing. That's wow. just like that's crazy. Secret, Another reality, man. Yeah. <laughs> so these strata of humanity existing. Some people and just live was, on their yachts and want it all to. He was saying the ultra wealthy uh, Chinese, like Hong Kong and Macau billionaires, didn't care that they were losing to this poker pro because they wanted to be playing with the poker pro. They wanted to be playing mm -hmm. with the poker pro. They wanted to play poker because it was fun, and the million dollars meant nothing to them because wow. they they're worth so much money. They were just like, oh, I don't care. And the poker pro who is worth millions makes his millions by playing against people who want to play with a pro. It's crazy. It's like dude. only fans for poker players. You know, I got I got to tell you, man, it, though, the, true. the crazy thing about the world in terms of class, and I say this a lot, people, people don't like hearing this, is that a lot of the class distinction is a choice. And I'm not kidding. There are people I know who are very, very dumb and come from humble upbringing, but just started selling Gucci products, you know, mm -hmm. I, use it, I use it figuratively to ultra wealthy people. So like someone can make a bunch of, uh, buy a bunch of beads and make a necklace and sit on the street and sell it for a dollar. Or you can make five of them, find a big party, buy, buy a thrift store dress, go in there and say they're $3,000 a piece. Right. And you sell them. It's a lot easier to sell one thing for $1,000 than a thousand things for $1. I know people who have, who make, they do one deal a year and they make 300 grand. Mm -hmm. And then they don't work for the year. It's all about who you know. Yeah. And being if, confident. If, if if you can convince a rich person to buy something off you, then that's it. And I'm not saying everyone can do that. I'm saying 
there, there are people I know who are like, I don't like working at a cafe anymore. And they went and sought out like Beverly Hills parties, went to bars, met people and got connected. Right. And then all of a sudden they're just rich. But if you like no have this reason. philosophy that it's all the oppressor versus the oppressed, that it, it comes with like a certain hopelessness, I feel like yeah. that keeps people from taking chances or doing entrepreneurship things because they feel like the system will never render any success for them. But I have a feeling if any of those people made a couple million, they would quickly change their tune about oppressor versus oppressed. Once you get that money, man. All right, we got some big news here. Uh, the Dude Abide says, hey guys, update here, update here in Illinois. The assault weapons ban has been upheld by the Seventh Circuit. It's expected to get scooped up by SCOTUS and heard next year. P.S. You should have Colian Noir or Mark Smith from Four Boxes Diner on. We should. Uh, we, we, yeah, Colin's been invited. He has an open invite. He's a busy guy. He's doing his thing. Um, yes, it'll be very, very interesting. And I also want to stress uh, in Lauren Southern's infringed documentary, Lauren Southern and John Dutois, their documentary is coming out tomorrow on TimCast.com. And we're actually going to have, uh, we're going to put up clips as well. So uh, we'll have like 10 minute clips up on the main YouTube channel. But if you want to watch the full thing, it's going to be a members only documentary experience at TimCast.com. And uh, we're also going to be heavily investing in an ad campaign promoting it. So let me just say a few things. When you become a member at TimCast.com, the money that we get from you as a member basically supports the infrastructure of the website, all the digital stuff, the streaming. It helps cover the costs of the building, the employees. That's what it's all going to. And then we take the extra and we go to people like Lawrence Southern and John and we say like, how would you like to make this documentary about this issue? Could you do it? And they say, yes. Then we say, now we're going to take even more money and we're going to buy massive ads across the uh, across Facebook and X and YouTube promoting what we want to win, which is the right to keep and bear arms. So I just want you to consider this. When you're watching the Uncensored member show and you're having a good time, that money you give us isn't just so you can watch the show and we go buy cheeseburgers with it. It's literally now funding commercials promoting gun rights. So it's not that we're doing it as an activist organization. We're hoping to make money by doing it. But this is the cultural expansion. So I really do appreciate everybody who becomes a member because that's what we're doing. Plus, we buy Taco Bell anyways. Big we Max buy Taco too Bell. Expensive. Everybody, you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. But um, just understand that the things we invest in are cultural victory. And I hope that the large, large amounts of money we invest in marketing this, uh, the ads in and of themselves are a cultural victory in expanding. Not It's, it's not only about that we're literally promoting the right to keep and bear arms. It's that by putting money into this, what happens is you get other channels being like, wait, 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 wait. You, you're going to pay me how much to sponsor a mess to, to, to spot to, uh, you're going to sponsor X amount of dollars to promote gun rights. A lot of channels will then say, I will absolutely accept a gun rights promotion ad if it makes me money. And they may be a, a political, they may not even care. And now you have a bunch of channels that are like maybe video games talking about the right to keep and bear arms. And that's how you reach people in other spaces. So we're doing the work. We're doing the work. All right. Where do we go? What is this? Alahad says, hi, Tim, I suffer from paranoid psychosis, and sometimes my anxiety makes life a living hell. SSRIs are a godsend, if not overprescribed, saved my life. Fair, absolutely, absolutely. Glad to hear that that's working out for you. And I think it's fair to say, yeah, I don't want to demonize everybody who takes SSRIs either. We, you got people on the right who don't want to be guns. So they say, hey, it's the drugs. And it's like, how many people are taking the drugs and how many mass shooters do you have? It's, it's microscopic. Mm -hmm. How many people own guns? And how many mass shooters do you have? It's microscopic. Mm -hmm. let's, let's just blame people who are, who are unwell and figure out how we can stop them yeah. and, and actually help them before it gets to that point. Yeah, and I think the point about SSRIs is, is good because there are people who benefit from it. I'm not trying to say all modern medicine is awful just on its face, but 
you know, I'm sure this person could also say that it wasn't, it would be unusual to hear that it was just you, you were prescribed something the first time and it worked immediately. Unfortunately, there's a lot of trial and error and that comes with serious risks. Uh, it's not a perfect system, but hopefully something works. Yeah, yeah. Maybe your gut biome, maybe probiotics. I'm not a doctor or anything, but a lot of that mental stuff starts in the gut. So uh, check out your gut. So uh, real quick, La Revolution says, Tim, the Chinese billionaires lose because they launder money through casinos. That's awesome. Full stop. You're incorrect, sir. Uh, when you're playing a private game where the buy-in's a million dollars, they're only losing to each other. The house, uh, typically it's called a time rake at these high-level games. They're not, uh, my understanding is, they're not taking a rake off the table. They're charging for the time that they're in the private mm. room. So every player who comes in, uh, higher stakes, usually it's like every half an hour you you pay a certain amount of money. And it's actually the higher you go, it, it does not go higher. It's just these rich guys go to the casino and say, we'll, we'll pay you $20,000 for a private room and a dealer for three hours. And they go, okay. Then they all play millions of dollars and they lose it only to each other. So they could be laundering through each other. Fair point. The two Chinese billionaires could be like, oh no, I lost a million dollars to this guy. And that's a way to make a political contribution or something. That's the scary thing, right? Politicians play poker. And that's the easiest way. Wow. To, yes, right. You that's get. I was so proud of to have a pool table in the White House. Was it like Jackson or somebody the first one that put a pool table in the White House, and it was like a big story when it happened because gambling was associated with pool tables. Politician goes to a casino and plays. Let's say, uh, 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 let's say ten twenty five buy in, yeah. ten dollar twenty five uh, blinds, and so we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars. Someone actually thinks they're going to win, but just goes, man, I fold. And then the dealer shoves 10 grand into that politician's lap, which he can then use for whatever he wants. He's got to pay taxes on it. It's gambling winnings, but that's one way to get large sums of money to politicians. That stuff's got to be got to be checked out. But I think there's really nothing you can do in that regard. But again, fair point. That's why they, they may be laundering money through each other, but not losing to the casinos. All right, let's grab some more. Tyler Adams says, Tim, have you seen the final episode of Attack on Titan from this weekend? If so, what did you think? I didn't, but I, I think I read the manga a long time ago. So, I don't know. That's a, that's a great show, by the way. It's a great story. A great story. Yeah, great animation. Last name, first name says, apparently an older gentleman got attacked by, by a Palestinian protester in L.A. Yep. and died from a head wound on the way to the hospital. Ali and Jack posted on Twitter, I did see this. We do have some stories from uh, local Jewish outlets. And uh, I don't know if we had enough information to actually report it tonight. But the uh, there's photos and there's video. An old man reportedly was hit in the face by a pro-Palestinian protester with a megaphone, fell down, and hit his head and died. So I don't know to what degree we have confirmation yet because we haven't been tracking the stories we've been doing the show, but uh, I, I recommend fact-checking that one. I just got a chat. 1998, this is from Dane Font. 1998 was the greatest year in gaming history. Nothing has ever come close. He has well, receipts to back it up too, yeah. Fallout 2, Baldur's mm -hmm. Gate, Half-Life. Resident Evil 2, the list goes on. Oh, Zeno wow. Gears. He's right. Superstation year? Or excuse this me, the PlayStation year? Metal Gear Solid. Dane, Dane is correct. 95, I think, is when PlayStation came. He's got to uh, saying right. that. There's probably way more games, too, in 98. Starcraft, Resident Evil 2. Brood War. Oh, it goes on. Yeah, Resident like, Evil 2 was rev was like a revolution. I remember Ocarina of Time. Jeez. Yeah, 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 Mario, Party. Mario, Mario Party. Mario Party. Yeah, 98. Yeah. Pokemon Yellow holding it down. Yep. Yeah, eh, like yellow. Pokemon Snap. And we have more super chatters. I don't want to steal the thanks, Dane. But uh, Thief, wow, the Dark Project. That was that was Ocarina pretty, of if you Time like is a big around, deal. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. That game was also speed runs are crazy, groundbreaking. Yeah. What do we got? 
Chaco Paco Taco says Zelensky is saying irresponsible to hold elections during war with Russia. Democracy still sending the money. Where is this story? That's right. Zelensky said we, we can't do elections. We can't. It's just now is not the time. I'm the president. Did you life. see him say we can't we can't submit, surrender to this effing terrorist Putin? He, he's like speaking in English now. Yeah. Zelensky. It was kind of cool. Him, uh, they beeped it. Say that uh, the, the attempts on his life have left him scarred and disfigured and that he would be dissolved. He would be uh, uh, creating the first uh, Ukrainian empire. Oh, interesting. Who yeah. said that? Zelensky. Yeah. Oof. After he Mace said, Windu. Uh, yeah. So this is how democracy dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like notably like the, the, you, we're losing our best humans. Yeah. This is horrible. Oh, and we got to stop, but we don't want to surrender. We got we got big news. Jason Dixon says, Tim, please shout out your discord. We are going to have Scott Pressler on our after dark show tonight. Timcast.com members only have access. Join us. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, if you become a member at Timcast.com, go to Timcast.com, click join us, get access to the Discord server. After our uncensored show wraps, Scott Pressler will be hanging out in the server with all y'all. So that's really, really cool what you guys are working on. That's fantastic. Great, I, great to hear it. I love this grassroots organizer going super grassroots on Discord. Dude. When he was on the show, they were like, come on. He was like, I absolutely will. It's not awesome. surprising to me that he made it happen He's so, so fast. legit. He's so fun. All right, what do we got? Why not? Bill says maybe if you finished school, Tim, you would be able to read that word. J.K. School is stupid. Yeah, you know, I pulled a Biden. I I accept it methodically. I oh, couldn't read it. Yeah. I want to say methodologically yeah. mm -hmm. because I'm always talking about the uh, methodological and technological advancements in journalism. Um, it's like a, a thing, and so I'm trying to read this word, but my brain is not pressing methodically. Yeah. Yeah, it was Put the emphasis on the wrong syllables. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That is exactly what happened. And, uh, you know, we all have our Biden moments. The only problem is that Biden has them seemingly every day, which we call, that's why they called, we call them Biden moments. Yes. You know? His are consecutive all the time, and that's too much. Yes. All right. True Business says, Tim, the problem they have with you, you're not radical either way. Common sense is a threat to the establishment. We all appreciate you and others keeping America informed. Thanks. You know, I do, I do think this, um, we're not partisan enough. And so if someone is 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 very directly partisan, staunchly conservative or whatever, it's very easy for the establishment to call them an other. Mm -hmm. But it's much, much harder when you have this room. When Hassan Piker calls Ian a conservative, everybody laughs at him. Right. Like anybody who's looking at Ian, it's like, what is he? Is that green velvet? And gr sure is. Right. It's like this, this is not a representation of a conservative. So Hassan struggles to criticize Ian as an other. But Ian has ideas that contradict the establishment narrative. How do you constrain something like that? It's easy to point to Jack Posobiec wearing a suit and be like, haha, look at that suit wearing guy. He's not like us. Mm -hmm. We're cool in our leather jackets. And then you get green velvet Ian and they're like, hey, he's conservative. This is inspired by Chase Geyser, by the way, with his badass blazer over there. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate like, I gotta, it. I got a man up. I got a suit Jones up. was right. Lightning bolt. Look at that. <laughs> right. All right. We'll grab some more super chats. Grant Arnett says, did you finish Attack on Titan? If so, what are your thoughts? Man, everybody's asking me. I, I thought the I thought the manga was over a long time ago. I'm pretty sure I read the end. You know, I don't know. I'll have, yep. to, I'll have to check it out. Let's grab some more. What do we have here? X, Y, and Z says, how about this for an executive order? Any university that takes federal money has to reach into its own endowments to pay off their past students' debt. Problem solved. Hmm. Um, uh, here's an executive order. As of January 1st, 2024, all universities are hereby dissolved. 
That's what I'm talking about. What about like Hillsdale though? The authority Hillsdale. Medical problems require Doesn't radical exist. solutions, baby. <laughs> I mean, there are all. Oh, okay. Even the privately funded ones, they have to collapse too. Yes, that's right. Okay. Diabetes is illegal. And then we send in uh, the National Guard. <laughs> there goes your insulin prices. They should at least stop calling them universities because they they're they're using the word universe. That's cheap. A nonpartisan Katie says McDouble used to be a dollar ten. Now it's four ninety five. I'm assuming that's like in some urban markets, but man, remember the dollar menu? Yep. Yeah, Wendy's I dollar don't, menu. I do not remember. It I mean, was I actually like, a dollar like yeah. 20 years ago. I thought just yeah. the fries were a dollar. Everything but I just want to like, stress, Frosties were a buck. If you went back to like 1870 and said you were eating off the dollar menu, they'd be like, whoa. A dollar? Yeah, that's like yeah, an acre of land. We got a Richie boy over here. Like, menu? We don't get this at all. got a with that. Yeah. The dollar menu in the 1800s, you're like buying a house for dinner. It's like literally just the state of Illinois. Would you like a state? That's kind of crazy though. Like what would you do if you were buying something they had half pennies back in the day. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's crazy. Sometimes a penny's just too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Manhattan was bought for what, $24 and some some goods? $24 for the it's entire- about how much it's worth now. Yeah, but hold yeah. on. Is that $24 in today's dollars or, or there? No, it was back then, but it's still 24 so. bucks. It's not that oh, much. Oh, right. What was 24? Yeah. Uh, the Manhattan Island. But yeah. the, the oh. other issue is that, um, wow. what people don't understand about this is that it actually wasn't bought for anything. The Native Americans right, were like, right. these crazy guys are giving us money for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, we just don't want you. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll six, go there. Like, 60 what? guilders worth of goods that are worth around 20. I don't know, but they, they gave it. Unit. Peter Minuit. Uh, is that like pallets of stuff? <laughs> from the West India Company purchased it. So I want you to imagine this. Imagine there's a guy watering a lawn and you walk up to him and say, I'll give you 50 bucks for this house. And he goes, okay. sure. Then you give him the 50 bucks and then Pulls he walks the across the street to his house and goes into his house that he lives in because he doesn't own that property. It's not my dog, right? That's it's basically like, what happened with the Native Americans on Manhattan Island. They're like, if you guys go across the river, we'll give you 20 bucks. They're like, deal. Apparently a gilder is translated from Dutch German gilden, meaning um, a gold penny. Ah. So maybe Wyofet says Tim and McDouble here in Rock Springs, Wyoming is $2.49 before tax. I still would not recommend eating it at all. Yeah, start cooking. Get some red lentils. You you hit them with some I, oil, uh, get them sizzling, and then boil them for about 15 minutes. Some salt and vinegar. Oh, my. It's the best base. You can make so much goodness out of that. So so uh, last week, Monday, I was feeling really bad, achy, stiff. And I'm like, man, it's like something's going on, you know? And so uh, this past weekend, I ate pretty well. We went to a nice dinner. I had like a soup. I had the, it was a really nice restaurant that had pretzels as an appetizer and dinner rolls. And I'm thinking it was the bread. Mm. So Monday, I'm I'm feeling stiff and achy for no reason. I'm like, I was like, I was rested. So I stopped eating the bread. The next day I went pure keto, 100%. Yeah. Because I was doing keto for a while and then I eased off it, but I'm still relatively low carb. And then I cut bread out entirely, but kept some starches. And I feel like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. I think the bread, I, I say this all the time, the bread's screwing me up. It cuts down into sugar, yeah. But I, no, I think it's the gluten. It breaks it into sugar, your body does. I, I, I've had no gluten. problem with potatoes and I had uh, a nice dark chocolate with some carbs in it and uh, uh, some maple, uh, some maple honey mustard with beef, but no bread and a uh, million bucks. I really yeah. do think it's the gluten. Yeah, yeah man. I don't know, but you know. Take 10 days I'm off trying of to gluten. Do, I'm doing like that that isolation diet stuff that like the yeah, Pearsons nice. have talked about. Yeah, nice. You do the Shackleton diet, just penguins and ice. Penguins. <laughs> but I'm gonna, so you, you know. Do you know for, the for, cost for, of penguins these days? Are you crazy? I did keto for, for a, like almost a year and a half, two years. Or like, yeah, just about. And uh, felt great. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, now I'll reintroduce a little bit, but keep it low. And then started feeling wonky. Yeah. And I think it was bread specifically because yeah. now we went out to eat and I had like a soup and I had Brussels sprouts and uh, like 
a, like a, a small amount of potatoes, no problems. I did it for six months, but I lost too much weight. I went down. I went from one eighty five to one forty seven. Wow! Whoa. I'm six two. Yeah, that's way too much. Did you I, feel I'm 5'11". good? I felt great, but my doctor. Five eleven. Five eleven. That's a fake height. I felt great, but my doctor. You said actually I are six two though, right? So did, yeah. So did you do <laughs> bread? But you're not allowed to say that under President DeSantis. It's, it's funny. I just guy, started eating normal again, like an American, and I gained half the weight back. Here's the funny oh, thing: the really six good. foot two guy is so uh, comfortable with his height. He jokes about how he's actually shorter because he doesn't care. Whereas the short guy is nervous and lies as his 5'11 because he's embarrassed about his height. If you're actually 5'11, you just say you're six feet. It's such a right. fake height. It's yeah. a fake yeah, height. 5'11 yeah, and a half. That was mine for a long time. I'm 5'10 and, you know, 7 eighths. Oh, nice one. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. have you measured mm -hmm. yourself? I can't say 5'11. Five, Elizabeth five Warren is one 1,024th Native American. She is. She's 500 yes. times, Barack Obama Somewhere is 500 down. times more white than she is Native American. Wow, well, 500 times. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what what the, uh, what the Costco CEO actually said, we can't say on YouTube, oh. <laughs> and it's so amazing, we will say it as the first line on the members-only show. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, Welcome to Costco, I love you. Yeah. No, he said something way more serious it's than that. It's funnier than that. Mm -hmm. it's right. Wow, that's it. one of the best moments in cinema. <laughs> Someone just said sauna in the chat. I did do a sauna today. Highly recommend saunas, by the way. You yeah. know, we, we got the uh, cold plunge ready to go, and I think the hot tub's working again. Oh, right. Yeah, so I think we're going to get that cold plunge up in, uh, up and ready. Someone said that the baptism from the Bible was just Jesus doing cold plunges on people. That was the funniest <laughs> comment, and I wonder if it's some truth, truth to that. <laughs> All right. Cole Leonard says a steak and guac bowl at Chipotle with a drink is almost 20 bucks. Mm. Had to switch to chicken and no guac to save money. Dude, that video where the woman's like, I went to the store and I couldn't afford to buy meat. It's just like, eat the bugs. Yeah. That's what they're doing. No, yep. thank you. Your children are going to, man, you guys ever watch V for Vendetta? Of course. Yep. Remember the scene where she's, uh, when V takes her to his underground lair and she's eating the, the toasty and she's like, is that real butter? I haven't had this since I was a kid. That's the future for your kids if they're lucky. It's like 1984 with the coffee. Is that she's, coffee? She, she's going to be sitting in the room and she's going to bite into it and go, is this real butter? And then he's going to be like, it is real virtual butter. And then she's going to toggle her VR headset and then be sitting in her pod, and she's going to reach with almost no room to a cockroach and eat it and go, wow, real butter. Anyway, put her VR goggles, goggles back on. I got a feeling that the bugs aren't going to be that bad. If they're made like Propaganda. lobsters, no. they Propaganda. used to call lobsters disgusting insects, and now they're like the most delicious. Like if they're prepared right, it's just protein. Some of them. But remember when we tried the cricket bread? Yeah. It was not good. It no. was like it was like D plus C minus. I think there's a reason we have a psychological aversion to insects when we see them. Yep. No, I, I don't completely agree. I think... Any any uh, any man should eat bugs just so they're prepared for if they have to eat bugs. Right, you got to practice. I'm just saying like this. I view learning how to use a firearm similarly to understanding what bugs you can and can't eat, what leaves you can and can't eat. You should know these things, not because the world is going to end or because you're a prep or anything. It's because maybe one day you're out on a hike and there's like a road closure or a flood happens and then you're with some people and you need to survive for like 16 hours and you need to know it's where you are. It's going to take longer than 16 hours before I start eating bugs, though. I might just skip no, for sure. that day. <laughs> what I'm saying is sometime, sometimes emergencies happen. Yeah. And how, pre <clears throat> how prepared are you <clears throat> Excuse me, for actual conflict? Right. 
I'm okay with it being like in an emergency survival, lost in the Grand Canyon for three weeks. You got to know what bugs you can eat. I, I, I'd be down for that. I understand that purpose, but it's the uh, slowly they'll stop putting out meat in the right, grocery the store, and instead narrative. they'll be putting out your grasshopper patties and all stuff. Like I, I'm not ready to commit to that lifestyle. I yeah. don't want it to be this subtle change that people say, oh, it's an alternative. <clears throat> it's an alternative, and all of a sudden it's the main source of protein. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel. Share the show if you do like it and go to TimCast.com. Click join us, become a member. The members only show is starting in a couple minutes. You don't want to miss it. We're going to read that uh, very famous Costco line, which we can't read on YouTube. It's really, really great. And you also get access to our Discord server where Scott Pressler, I'm, I'm hearing, will be joining after the Uncensored show. So you don't want to miss that. So you definitely need to become a member, get in the Discord server, and you can even call in and ask us questions. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Chase, do you want to shout anything out? Make sure you visit InfoWars.com and InfoWarsStore.com. If you're feeling achy, I highly recommend the bodies. That's all I got for you guys. Thanks for watching. Follow me on Twitter, at RealChaseGeyser, and that'll be it. Cool. It's been so fun having you here. Yeah. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should go to all of your social medias. Follow at uh, TimCastNews on, I guess, Instagram X. And if you want to follow me personally, I'm on uh, Instagram at HannahClaire.B, and I'm on Twitter at HCBrimlow. Thank you guys so much. And of course, Ian. I did a show with Chase what, last week, I guess, on InfoWars. That was hot. What time is your morning show? I am live on InfoWars from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time until Owen gets back from prison. So that's 9 to noon oh, Eastern. 9 to noon. Awesome, man. Um, and I want to encourage everyone, subscribe to Gamer Maids on YouTube, where we drop in and play video games from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. Chris Poole and Sarah Jane killing it. Uh, they played, uh, gosh, what were they playing earlier today? Better Together or something like that? It's that game where there's two player it was pretty sweet so they're almost to a thousand subscribers the channel gets monetized they take super chats a lot easier to see your chats when they're super and also subscribe to me on youtube and every social platform i do interviews every day now 2 p.m 2 to 3 p.m eastern standard time i'm going to be interviewing a nuclear uh, investor in nuclear waste re recycling i interviewed bill ottman this morning and the guests are just going to keep getting better so subscribe and i'll see you there and I am Surge.com, y'all. Uh, it's been a good show. Pleasure to meet you, my friend. My pleasure. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for this after show. Uh, not much else to say. All Let's right. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com in a couple of minutes. Thanks for hanging out. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.